Josh, is it is it recording? Well, you could have you could have said it was recording. Hiya, it's Sally here. <laughs> just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate Say Your Mind podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. I can't say that. But why? Why? Why is it right? Uh, anyway, <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Dream lover Come rescue me, take me up, never down, anywhere the Tories aren't, take me now. I need this so desperately, won't you please come around, cause I wanna get the fuck up out of here, baby. <laughs> they discovered you know, they got this new, what is it? That new telescope thingy, JSSJ5. If you send me the location, they, they, that you can see the galaxies more clearly now. And let me tell you, I need to get the fuck up. I just need to get the fuck up out of here immediately. I need to get out. I need to get out. <laughs> anyway. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of this podcast. And it's me, Kalechi, and a blood club place to be. And you are listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. And I'm back. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Do I want to be here? Mm, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like, it's important for things to be fun for me. You know, when I start feeling like things aren't fun because too much higgy and too much haggah is being added to my very simple formula, I start getting annoyed. I start getting stressed. Like I just like things to be simple, straightforward and fun. Um, because there's a lot of heavy stuff to get through, you know, that I talk about on this podcast and just in life generally. So, you know, it has to, it has to be fun. And I feel like just a little bit, a little bit, piece of you know relief has found me in the last week where things haven't felt so kind of like burdensome um and you know I'm glad for it I'm glad this heat though yo yo Britain's already saying I'm gonna shut down Monday Tuesday not in a guan like it's too hot it's too hot I was looking for air conditioners everywhere for the for my pole dance studio. I'm like I need a couple of them for each of the studio rooms, and um, yeah, everything was out of stock. But I said that's what you get, Kalechi, for for just not wanting to participate with you know society. You know, you miss out on these things. But I think I found somewhere. So by the time of you listening to this, maybe I've managed to get there. But then you, some of you listening to, listen to this like mad early because of the time difference. And so you're like, yeah, I can't wait for Sunday night. I'm like, what? But of course, where some of you are, it's Sunday night when this drops. So it is what it is. Um, 
Yeah, um, updates on things. Well, as you know, there will be um, some bits of merch at the live show. But what you wouldn't have known that my patrons on Patreon got told first is that I'm dropping a new deck of cards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm dropping a new deck of cards. I'm not saying when because the real ones, the real ones know the date that I'm going to drop this thing. My real ones know. Think about it. The re- think about it. I, I when I wrote it on Patreon, literally the the I'm not even going to bait it up, but literally the person that got it right, OG listener, like they got the the date right, they got the a number of cards right because I'm a simple girl. I'm a simple girl. I'm a gentle babe. Pay attention. The issue with a lot of people when it comes to me is that they're not paying attention. I don't really switch up the thing too tough. I do the same thing. I follow the same pattern a lot of the time. So almost shine your eye, open your eye well, well, and you'll know. So yeah, dropping a new deck of cards. They're different to any of the ones that I've done. Well, the other, you know, the other decks I've done before because we had the SYM, you know, the first ever, first ever deck. And then I did um, spiritual seasoning for the soul. Um, And then this one is called Affirmations for a Dickhead in Recovery. Um, Designed the thing myself, obviously channeled each of the affirmations myself. There are 31 cards. I thought I'd say that because um, people would expect me to go for 44 or like 22 or like a repetitive number. But I went for 31 because three plus one is four. Quick maths, quick maths. Three plus one is four. Foundation. Yeah. And that's what these affirmations are about. It's about having a foundation, a beautiful foundation for our lives. And, you know, they're affirmations for people who might feel like, oh, you know, affirmations aren't really for me. I don't know. Maybe I sound a bit woo woo when I say them because there are a couple, like, there are a few of them that are, like, I think are just beautiful and should just be their standard, like, affirmation types. And then there are others that obviously it's the kind of way I would write affirmations in it. So, um, yeah. So that will be coming soon. Um, yeah, so those um the link will go out. There'll be a limited number. Um yeah, there'll be a limited number. So when they're out there, they're out there. And when they're not, they're not in it. Like it is what it is. But real ones, real ones, real ones will already have guessed pretty much the date that it will come out. Um, they know that it's gonna be extremely limited, you know, um, extremely limited based on the listenership of this show worldwide. So you know, um, I hope that if they resonate with you, you manage to get them. But I feel like on this particular path, it was important for me to just do my thing. Everything had to be me, like the design, everything, the, the, the everything just had to be me. Um, that's what I wanted to kind of gift, hint, hint, to the people them. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so excited about that. As you know, the live show is going to be on the 25th of September. Um, That's all going well. Um, Yeah, Uh, and what else? And yeah, there'll be, like I said, there'll be like little bits of merch at the live show. I was asking the patrons what they'd prefer and they pretty much said that they would like um, mugs and tote bags. So I think that I'm going to go with those. 
well, I'm going with those. But yeah, so that's going to be at the live show. The affirmation cards will not be at the live show. So just so you know that. And oh, I just want everyone to have a fair chance of being able to um, get them. But as always, the patrons will know first when it drops. You know, they'll have access first. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... I think, is that it? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the bits that I've been doing. I think I've been out and about in certain places. Certain things will, you know, come out soon. Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm just hearing it. I'm just here. I'm just here. Just here, feeling the things and moving through life as one does. Um, The Capricorn full moon was a lot. I'll say that. Capricorn full moon was a lot. Um, Felt all of that energy. And I noticed my diary getting busier and busier and just having to remind myself that rest is my birthright. I need to make sure that I'm resting because sometimes I just be doing too much. Um, Yeah. Oh, you would have seen a picture of maybe myself and Leomi Anderson with her brand LAPP, L-A-P-P, LAPP, My Body, My Rules is the campaign. Um, It was great to do that uh, alongside Monroe Bergdorf and some wonderful, wonderful baby girls. Um, so yeah, that's that. Anyway, let's get to the tarot then before I start talking way too much. Um, let's see which letter I chose for the tarot. Um, what does it say here? If I remember anything else I'm meant to tell you, I will let you know. Uh, okay, let's go for it. Here we go. A lost 20-year-old girly. Dear Kalechi, firstly, I would like to start this email by saying I love your podcast. I'm a relatively new listener. And as a young black woman, it is a breath of fresh air and a little less alienating to listen to an amazing black woman such as yourself, who's open about your spiritual journey and who does not conform to conventional religions. I'm still very new to astrology and the tarot space, but I believe that spirit uses these things to communicate with us. I hope that you read this email and provide me with any kind of guidance because I am very lost right now in life. (laughs) Girl! Earlier this year, My mental health started to take a turn for the worse when some things from my past resurfaced into my mind and caused me to spiral. I won't go into too much detail, but it has worsened my anxiety and triggered intrusive thoughts. I do not know what to do. It has made me feel hopeless in life and causes me to enter depressive episodes because I don't know how to deal with these issues slash move forward. Furthermore, these depressive episodes have caused me to move away from spirit because I honestly feel like I do not hear spirit's guidance anymore and I feel abandoned by spirit. It also makes me doubt my ability to pursue my career interests as I feel like my mental health issues would hold me back. Prior to the resurfacing of these past issues, I pray to spirit to help me grow as a person and to build resilience. I'm not sure if this is the result of these prayers or if I'm just mentally ill. It's hard to think that spirit would use mental health issues as a way to make me stronger. I was hoping that you could provide me with some insight in what I'm going through or how to heal from this. Aside from this, I've also, I also have another thing I, I want some guidance on. Four years ago, I came across this guy on social media. We have never had any contact. And when I saw him, I was overcome with the emotion slash certainty that he would be my future partner. I honestly felt like it was spirit telling me this. He's quite well known and we are in two completely different spaces in life. (laughs) 
I'm saying nothing. He is a Pisces and six years older than me. Since then, I go back and forth between feeling like I'm being crazy slash uh, silly for feeling this way or that it could be the truth. It honestly sucks because I see him dating other women and living his life and I feel like I cannot rid myself completely of this feeling no matter how much I try. It has honestly made me question my sanity and I'm not quite sure how to move forward. Any guidance and insight would be much appreciated. I'm sorry if this email is a bit long and all over the place. There is just so much I wanted to say. I would, P.S. I would like to be kept anonymous and I have attached my birth chart to this email because I thought it might be helpful. Love and light to you and yours. Many thanks. Okay. All right. So you're a Virgo sun. Oh, nice. Look at Venus and Leo. Looking cute. Mercury in Virgo. Moon in Aquarius. Mars in Sagittarius. Cool. Jupiter in Cancer. Okay. All right. Oh, so you use Placidus. I, I, so if, when you all send me, when you send me your birth charts in the future, right? If you could send me as whole sign houses. So where it says Placidus here, if you could send me whole sign houses, that would help me because um, it, it makes sure that every house is equal. Basically, it's just how I prefer to read them. But this is great. Thank you so much. It's helpful. Um, oh, you're a Libra rising gang, gang. I'm not a Libra rising. I'm a Libra son, but basically my son's in your first house. So, Hey, Hey cutie. Hey cutie. Um, let's see what we've got here. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, it should stay as Libra rising, shouldn't it? Even with, um, all of this stuff. Okay. And so it's saying that in that case, that would make Virgo. How's it so interesting how to do this? Yeah, so that would make Virgo. It's saying here your Virgo would then be your your 11th house. Interesting. Um, let's see. I'm just taking all of this in, by the way. Okay. Okay, so let's let's go to the first thing. <sighs> It's so difficult sometimes. It's so challenging sometimes when um, some things are happening to us in our life that really, really challenge our mental health. And then we're like, oh, is this a lesson from spirit? Like, God, is this what you want for me? Let me tell you from now. Yeah. God doesn't want us to suffer. It is a fallacy that has been kind of passed down to us as a result I guess of colonialism and all of them things there and just like with certain patriarchal notions that we find in Abrahamic religion I would say specifically that we need to suffer in this life listen to me in this moment as you're listening to this podcast there is no rhyme or reason for you to suffer in this life whatever you feel like you're suffering with or you know suffering through right now that is not your portion it is not ordained it is not your portion it is not meant to be happening right um if it's happening it is a signal that something needs to change that is what it is so if we're saying that it's any sort of you know uh, thing to take away from it what we need to take away from it is that something needs to change something has got to give and Again, when you start looking at little things, uh, little things, when you start looking at things like human design, you really start to see it. Like once I, st- like I've, I've really started pulling back from doing bus wars with life and opportunities. And I've just fallen back. Like, look, I've said the things that I want in it. 
I've said the things that I want. I'm not fighting anybody anymore for anything. I'm going to chill and I'm going to wait for something to respond to because trust and believe in time, the thing will come. That's because I'm working through the generator archetype where as long as I've put out, as long as I'm clear on what the thing is that I want and I've put it out there, I've just got to wait. I watch things all of the time. I know I'm going off subject, but stay with me. You know what I'm like. I watch things all the time. I'm going to tell you when I get to So You Mad, the things I've been watching recently. And I see certain types of acting and I say, Jesus, Jesus, what? Jesus of broadcasting and frequencies. This person got this role. And the acting, like, if you put certain actors right next to chia seeds, you know those chia seeds that you put in water and they expand? Chia seeds would be giving more charisma. Chia seeds would be giving more growth and narrative arc than these people. Yet, there they are. But I will not question what life has said needs to life, you know, what life has said needs to be lifing. But I do look at it and I go to myself, it has never, ever, ever, ever been about my talent. Let me tell you that. And it's not even about my attitude either. Well, maybe a little bit. But, you know, I think to myself, those who know, know that I'm a bad man actor. Like people go, oh, I don't want to toot my own horn. I will toot it. Toot, toot, bitch. Toot, toot. Fucking great. Fucking amazing at it. But I don't need to keep pushing. Because when I told you like that, look, I'm all self-taped out. I meant that shit. Funny, when I went, I'm all self-taped out. I meant that shit. (laughs) Now, self-tapes and self-tapes and self-tapes and self-tapes keep coming in. And I'm like, look, I'll do it. But like I said to you, I am half past giving a fuck. I'll do the thing and then just, you know, let go and let God. Because, boy, I'm just over it. And then suddenly you're leaving it like that. And then you're getting recalls. And then you're getting this thing and that thing. And it's just like, hmm. Interesting. So you're trying to tell me that when I don't try to force things to go my particular way, they go away. They go the way that they're meant to. Okay, cool. But I say that by the by. What I'm saying here is like suffering and all this push, push, push is not meant to be how things are done. The reason that I think that these things happen is because of white supremacist heteropatriarchy tries to go against seasons. We we go against seasons and we try to force things to happen when it is not the season for that thing to happen. So even if you take like your body, our bodies go through seasons. And I told you that I went to, oh, I might have not told you, I think I did. But I went to um, a First Bloods um, ceremony um, a couple of, was it last week or whatever? And I just thought it was beautiful that a mother, a black mother would be like you know my child has had their first period and rather than cloaking and shrouding this whole thing in shame I want it to be a celebration I want it to be where we get together as older um, women to be with her at this time and the ceremony was incredible it was so intimate it was so beautiful and Laurence who led the ceremony for us she was amazing and she talked about like our bodies having seasons and that how 
um, patriarchy um, and this capitalist system has wanted to force us away from what naturally happens. Imagine if you're somebody that works better at night, yet the job that you do based on your profession, you need to be working nine to five. What the fuck? Maybe I don't, maybe I don't operate within nine to five. Maybe I don't. What now? You know, there are certain things that were made to do. And it's funny that, you know, you, you could be experiencing periods like menstruation, right? And you're still expected to function. You're still expected to do things. And I was just very particular this, this month, like when my, you know, when my menstruation started, I really thought to myself like, rah, even though I've still got energy, I'm a bit on autopilot because at the same time, the moment I sit down, I'm extremely tired. I had to really start looking at it. And, you know, um, Laurence talked about that, like the seasons of our bodies that every month we're dealing with seasons, right? And then we're still trying to grow weird things when things are dying and, and being shed. Like, we should allow for that process to happen. But it's because we're being forced into rigid structures that do not serve us, that we find that our bodies, our minds, our spirits are pushing against the system. And like, I hoped that more people would come out of lockdown with this in mind. But you see how overpowering um, capitalists and white supremacists, um, you know, structures and frameworks are that even though people discovered so many different aspects of themselves during these lockdowns, some things that might have been scary, all of them things, they were still happy to, well, not happy to, but they were, they, you know, they were willing to, or I don't even, if willing is the word, but everybody pretty much, a lot of people pretty much fell back into doing the things that the system has told them to do that they were doing before even if they're changed on the inside they're still doing things on the outside that betrays that and I feel that that is also part of this like our mental health is detriment like it's um, negatively impacted because of white supremacy this society because of capitalism and let me tell you from now before it skips my mind there's no such thing as good capitalism capitalism as a structure it's not good it's exploitative so some of you you who have a really great way with words some of you are even black women who have a wonderful way with words you start talking about oh there's such a thing as good capitalism no there isn't words mean things so stop fucking convoluting things to suit your narrative there is no such thing as that and kemi babblycock that prick talking about oh i saw what socialism did to nigeria why are you a liar and a vagabond why are you a liar and a pauper and a vagabond why i can't take it anyway not even meaning to go off subject but it's still on subject what i'm trying to say to you is like spirit doesn't want you to suffer and anything that is impacting your uh, mental health so deeply it's not a lesson other than this is not serving you. This is not safe for you. Whatever environment you're in that would, um, you know, trigger this or bring this to the fore. Of course, there are things that we need to bring to the fore to heal, but those that we want to do that in safe spaces, we want to do that with somebody who's, you know, um, well-versed or, you know, um, literally trained to be able to help facilitate that sort of thing, right? 
you don't need to just be feeling these things and suffering for the sake of suffering, thinking that spirit wants that for you. No, I also think it comes from the idea that people consider God in certain respects. Like if you notice, I do not refer to God as him. I don't do it. I stopped a very, like a while ago. I do not refer to God as him, but I also don't necessarily refer to God as she. To me, it's just spirit, right? Because when I take um, the 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 eternal source of love outside of the false dichotomy um, created for gender and these false binaries created in terms of gender, spirit can be as expansive as spirit needs to be. And so that's why even when I was looking online, I that's what I think one of the things that prompted me to just take a break from online for a bit. I just really, this year you've noticed like, or in the past Oh, two years or so I'm just very sporadic with my presence online now like I just don't think it's a safe space at all I mean it's probably it's never been but do you get me like the more visible you are the actually the more um dangerous it's likely to get there's as Pluto moves into Aquarius um that Jade uh, Jade was talking about there's just going to be um some dangerous aspects to going viral you, you won't want to go you won't want to go viral come 2023 like your identity, your face just being blah there. No. And another thing to consider that I'm considering as well. I know I'm just fitting all of this into a reading um, as a stream of consciousness as it comes to me, but I'm really working towards, not even working towards, but I'm um, directing my energy towards being able to get a server or however it works, you IT dons know, a server that will host all of my podcasts, all of my um like the audio of the podcast throughout the years, as well as like the video element that will come back very, very soon. I want to host it on my website specifically because there is something about, um, you know, in the next few years, a lot of our things that we thought, oh, we've digitized it. It lives on the internet now. They're going to disappear. They're going to go. Either somebody, some motherfucker is going to buy the company and just erase shit or just something is going to happen. So don't think that, um, for the sake of, um, I don't know, www dot that your things are safe because they're not. So that's why I'm just like, no, I need to find a way to be able to host my shit on my website. Um, you know, come what may. So any sugar daddies out there, do look at any billionaires. You should be doing open your fucking purse before you get eaten. Give me money so I can get this server or servers. Um, so I can host my shit where I want my shit to be. Yeah. Because, well, we're going to talk about him later. Bernie Eccleston, if you wanted to do some one thing right in this life, he should pay for my servers so I can host my own things on my, on my website. That's what you should do. But any other billionaires, I want billionaires that are listening that are just like, you know what? I fuck with Kalechi. She's cool. Go and get me my servers so I can just be living my life. Okay. And have it somewhere secure where like a super villain can't break into it and like destroy my shit. Thanks so much. Anyway, back to this reading though. I hope that my sporadic way of describing everything to you lets you know that um you're not it's you're you're not um you're not wrong for feeling the way that you feel. Your feelings are valid, but I just encourage you to um kind of not do that kind of spiritual. Um, what do they call it? When you, spiritual bypassing, where we kind of go, oh, well, this is what God wanted for my life. This is the way, like this suffering is my lot. You know, it, no, no. Omar, you don't have to suffer. 
You do not have to suffer. But let's pull some cards on it before we go to the section. Um, the second, where the bad girl section did. No, before we go to the second section of your um question, I love how you put it in as a double whammy. Um, da, 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 da. Virgo Sun as well. Interesting. I should have looked. What I wanted to look at was the aspects. I'm teaching myself more about the aspects um pertaining to astrology as well. Um, but let me bring it up. On here, see what I can describe just by looking at it. Uh, I'm looking for your fourth house, your moon. See your yeah. So your moon is in your fourth house. Let me just see where that is. It's saying that that would be Aquarius. Is that? Hmm. Yeah. Well, there is a way that I think that you might intellectualize or theorize a lot of the emotions that you feel not really letting it sit in your body the first card that even came out for you is the hermit which is the virgo card and that is your card and then we've got the god of cups which is the king of cups um which usually makes me think of a scorpio man um or water sign man um and what did you say did you give me details about this person i don't think you know their one they're oh Pisces, yeah, water sign. So that came up already, even though we're trying to focus on um, the first part of your reading, but Spirit's giving us information already. And so your Jupiter is in Cancer, so it's not a surprise that you feel drawn to them um, because they're a water sign and Cancer's also a water sign. So there'll be some kind of aspect happening there as well. Oh, and so if they're, um, if your fifth house is Pisces, um, and they are Pisces sun, then their sun falls into your fifth house where the fifth house is where, you know, where we create from our creative expression and also children. So I could imagine that you saw him and you were like, I'm my baby father, that. Yes. Because it happens. It happens. But your Lilith is also in Pisces. So I feel like, um, you know, Black Moon Lilith is also there. So there is something about them that might be, mm, for want of a better term, dark and alluring. Um, that might be calling you to them as well, which is interesting. But obviously, some like a, a, a professional professionista would need to like read all of these bits for you. But it's really helpful to have this. And then Scorpio is your second. You saying, hmm. yeah, Scorpio is your second house. Interesting. And then at the moment, we've got the South Node in Scorpio, so you've currently got the South Node in your second house. So. If money is feeling a bit kind of like not able to really hold on to it or like your money's tied up um, with other people, I can understand how that's happening right now for you. But, you know, it won't keep happening. Basically, you'll be all right. And then Taurus, of course, is your eighth house. So um, North Node and eighth house. There's something I feel like there's something about. I don't know. I don't get vibes that. Yeah, I don't get vibes that I can see why you're drawn to this person, basically. And I think that there's, yeah, see the moon in reverse. I can see why you're drawn to this, this person. But the, I would say that the reason that you're drawn to them isn't necessarily currently the healthiest thing for you. Is what I would say. Judgment card here. But you are, judgment card is at the bottom of the deck. You are being awakened to something through your kind of, I would call it almost like infatuation with them currently. So I think that that, you know, plays a role. Um, 
So yeah, going back to your um, initial, your the first part of your question, spirit hasn't abandoned you. Spirit hasn't abandoned you because the hermit is the here. Yeah. And it's interesting that I said to you earlier, like, oh, suffering is not your portion. Duh, 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 duh. That still remains. But the fact that the hermit card came out first, you're a Virgo son. The hermit card represents Virgo. The, that card came out first. And I'm using the goddess, sorry, the Afro goddess Tarot Arcana's deck, right? And this figure, she's wearing a white dress. She's holding her stuff and she's got, got um her light in her other hand, in her right hand. Um, and although here she's drawn with a blue black a background, Usually we find the hermit like moving through some kind of darkness, right? But I think it's interesting here that the background is blue, yet she's still carrying this light and she's wearing white to find her way through. Spirit has encompassed you. The reason that you're here is because spirit is with you. Your spirit guides, your ancestors, your honorable ancestors are are with you. Your guardian angels are with you at this time. Trust me, if they weren't, things would look very different. And I'm saying that to you as somebody that even last week I was throwing a tantrum and I was like, oh, I'm like calling all the Orishas, all of that. Like I was fucking fuming because I was just like, you said that this would happen and you said that this would happen. So then how did this now end up like this? And rah, 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 rah. That's okay, you know. Like spirit resides in us as us. We're allowed to talk wreck to spirit because spirit understands the frustration of being in a human body, not being able to see all the various timelines taking place at one time. We can only speak for our individual experience, but we don't understand the ripple effect that one thing that we do, even a half a thing that we do, sends out a ripple effect that affects, you know, that that then impacts other people without us even realizing. We are we are literally all connected and we are all something, we're all part of something so, so much greater. So while it might look like, oh, I've been abandoned, spirits left me. There, one, one thing that came forward a lot for me this week was that sometimes you're not given the answer. Sometimes you might even be, you might even be given an answer that, that doesn't turn out the way that you expect because you're meant to live in the question. Like, there is there is an there are aspects of ourselves that we discover when things are just fucking shit and that doesn't mean that we should therefore tolerate things being shit or that oh well you know let me welcome shit things into my life it's just that shit things are going to happen because this world is fucking chaotic imagine like just dashing bare humans onto this rock right? In this particular galaxy of all the galaxies, Lord, you said I should have the one with Boris. Save me now. Save me now. Save me now, Lord. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So you're on this rock. Everybody is trying to figure shit out. Some people aren't trying to figure shit out. They're just dickheads and they're just moving how they're moving, right? And so everything is just happening. Everything is just happening. It has been this way for millennia, like just happening. That's a lot. That is a lot to contend with. It's a lot to deal with. So that means that even with us having the best intentions, even with us trying to be as aligned as we can possibly be in this life, fam, ding dong, news alert, 
white supremacy. Like, we can only do as much as we can do in it. So don't beat yourself up for the fact that you're, you're getting closer with spirit. Meanwhile, things are looking very higgy and very haggard around you. You haven't been abandoned. You haven't been. But, and I say that because the blue light, the blue background with the hermit card, you're just currently having to live through, you're just living through what gets you to the next thing. And the next thing is support. You need the support. You need, you need support to be able to feel through, especially if you're, ha- um, if you're finding that <laughs> trauma from before is coming forward and it's causing these, um, and it's triggering this, these intrusive thoughts, you do need support. Like God comes to us, spirit comes to us in the practical day-to-day support that we go and get for ourselves. And I know that things like therapy can be like, you know, um, a privilege for, for some people, but if there's any way that we can support you as, um, like a community, like an SYM community, then I'm happy to do that. But you know, these are the practical things that we need to do and see by you writing, look what you set off. You wrote in, I read your message and I'm like, if there's a way that I can help holler at man, like, and, and I feel like other people will feel the same. Actually, somebody wrote in a while ago and then somebody else wrote in and said, oh, I don't have much right now because I'm going through the same thing, but I'd like to offer them a tenor. Um, and I just didn't get around to like, you know, mentioning that. But the thing is that there are people wanting to help. <laughs> there are people on the sidelines wanting to help. Like, I hope that if anything, this podcast isn't just something that people listen to and then go, oh, well, oh, well, back to my, you know, back to my shit. And they do think about ways that they can be of support and they can be of help to other people. So I think that on a practical level, this is what this is saying. Like, you're, you haven't been abandoned. You're living through the thing. And through living the thing, you've gone, oh, I need some guidance. And then you've hollered at me and spirits like, boom, I've always been there. And I want for you to get practical day-to-day support because that will help to work through these feelings and these emotions that are coming up and these thoughts that are coming up because you deserve peace. I don't want you to suffer. You deserve peace. The peace, peace is you. You are peace. You are love. You are light. And there needs to be things in your day-to-day that facilitate you remembering that. And then we've got this God of Cups here. So we go to this guy that you saw and you're like, oh, that's a bit of me. That's a bit of me. When I tell you I get it, remember, I've got a Scorpio stellium. So if I decide that this person, I'm going to be fixated on this person or infatuated with this person. It's almost like an on switch. It goes on. And until I decide that I'm going to turn it off and I've decided that the person gives me the ick, I'll find out everything humanly possible about them because that's what I've decided. And let me tell you, I will move heaven and the earth to make sure that my impact is known. That's just, that's just my thing. But I thought to myself, what part of you is calling to this person? Like, what part of you is calling to them? Because we've got the hermit card here. We've got the God of Cups, which is them. So they're this, you know, they've got the, um, you know, the, the, that kind of Neptunian, you know, the thing, 
That is it Poseidon or is it Zeus that holds that? Or is there another there's another god of water in it? Anyway, they're holding the thing anyway, sitting on a rock and they're holding a cup and then they're in the middle of the sea. And then we've got the moon card in reverse. Which tell and then the moon card is in reverse, and we've got this figure, which is meant to be you walking through the parted sea, walking towards the moon, and they've got the dogs at their side. I feel like this has come up come up upside down because Let's say that this person is is the one, right? Or that not even the one, one of the ones. Let's say, right? But definitely, there is a connection there. There is a there is a there is a deep connection there that you feel. Probably right now is not the time to act on it because there are so many things that you're still wanting to live through and work through and feel through before this can be a thing, right? Because you want to know that. When things happen, because I don't, I'm not going to say if, I feel like from the energy that I'm getting from you, it's a when. When things happen, and I hope you're not on any burner accounts insulting these girls that he's dating, these different women that he's dating. You better not be, because I've seen, you said 20 years old and this, you better not be on burner accounts insulting them. That just felt like a message that came through. You don't need to compare yourself um, to them. Where he is right now is where he's at, okay? Even if, Tomorrow you see wedding ring, you see anything, even if you see, oh, you know, oh my God, I'm going to have a little, I'm going to have a mini me, face your front. Don't insult anybody because life, this life turned mad, you know, like this life goes round, it goes round in a very, very wild way. You just don't know. But the judgment card is here, upright. We've got the world card here. That's beautiful. You've got really gorgeous cards that come out of that. It feels like spirit saying that you're not wrong about there being a strong connection with this person. <clears throat> the only time I felt that is either when my Mars is conjunct somebody's Venus. And but that's 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 a very, very physical attraction if my Mars is conjunct somebody's Venus. Um, and then the other time is when my Venus is conjunct their ascendant sign. So my Venus is in their first house and it's like conjunct their ascendant. That so when it's Venus conjunct, I'm just trying to think of the times that I felt similar to what you felt, where I've just been like, I don't know how or why, but this person, whoo, baby, you're gonna be in my life forever and ever and ever, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, those are the times I've experienced it. I've I'm explaining it in um um, astrological terms but I'll break it down for the people then my Venus so you know the planet of you know like love beauty money all of these things um as well as other things is conjunct their rising sign so you know the 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 essence of who how they appear in the world right I mean you that 10th house is more like vocation and then you've got mid heaven which is their like you know their destiny or um, assignment, that sort of thing. Basically, I just look at them and I'm like, wow, you're, you're amazing. Just as you are, you're fantastic. But that doesn't actually mean I know much about them. I just know how they appear. Right. And this is the same with this guy you've never met. So I feel like there's something about their ascendant sign because we don't know that information. We only know that they're a Pisces sun. But I feel like there's something (laughs) with how they outwardly present that's, impacting your moon or your venus i think like it's one of them signs where it's it's soft or there it falls into one of your houses that's just so like kind of like gentle 
and, you know, quietly loving from a distance. So yeah, it doesn't feel like you're wrong about there being a connection, whether that person knows it or not. Like, again, you wrote to the right person because I understand. Like I, somebody can like not be aware of me and I'll be like, yeah, but you're the love of my life. You're the love of my life. I don't make the rules. You just are. But then (laughs) that's actually another thing about Pluto and Aquarius. Like people will just find themselves. And I think I've mentioned this before. People just find themselves like randomly falling in love with strangers. Um, Stranger things. Um, So to be careful of that. I just think like, keep doing what you're doing. Focus on you for now. This guy, this Pisces son, you don't need to worry because the world card is here. We've got the judgment card is here. When the time is right, like things will be brought together. Um, but there's a lot of living that you still need to do for you. You need to live for you. Like there's more focus that you need to be paying to yourself right now and um, to ensure also that you're not involved in any habits that's bringing around like negative energies around you. So that burner um, point came out strongly. Just make sure you're not doing anything like Higgy. Yeah. Keep like the dress that you're wearing in the hermit card that I'm looking at right now. Keep everything spick and span. Keep everything white. Don't want to say white is right. That sounds very like white supremacist. Um, I'm saying right here, the what, the dress that you're wearing, just keep it cute. Keep it cute. All right. And the things that need to come will come in time. But it just feels to me like there could be like the reason that you're attracted to them currently it might not serve you right now to get any closer. Wait until you've, you know, had time to kind of like, and the support to work through other things and then see how you're still feeling. And then I think that these, because these are major arcana that you got, you got the hermit, the judgment card, the world card, the moon card in reverse. It's a strong energy. It does. I get how it can feel like, oh, that's my soulmate. That's my baby. There goes my baby. Woo. There goes my destiny. The only one for me. There goes my baby. Big tune. She gonna be the one. We gonna fall in love. We gonna have some babies. Woo. Um, it's that Charlie Wilson. Yeah. Anyway. I hope that that helps. That was a very random reading where I went off on many, many tangents, but Spirit hasn't left you. Spirit's right with you, right by your side. Think I'll leave your side, baby. You know me better than that. You're fine. Yeah, you've got you've got support of spirit. Spirit wants you to have practical things in place, though, to just to have like people to support in the physical realm that are manifestations of the celestial love that and the divine love that is um that surrounds you, basically. And as for this guy. Let's do this bit first where you're getting the support that you need. And then when you're feeling that you've got that support, when you're feeling a bit more kind of like robust, then can look at him. Because I think that you'll need to look at him properly with something with just a a bit of a fresher eye. You still might be like, that's my, I'm a baby that cool. But just you know, a little bit of a fresher eye is what I think has been called for here. Anyway, <laughs> that's that for uh, the tarot. Let me big up the first of this week's show sponsors who are Dipsy. So it's going to be hot as well, definitely in England um, over the next 
couple of days It looks like we might get a summer Oh my god, who would have thought it Anyway, the next couple of days, like I said, might be hot So you might want to stay inside Maybe with your aircon if you have it um, Or fan Or just open your window, get a bit of breeze if possible And then you're like, "Mm, I feel so hot Oh my god, I feel so clammy Well, with all of that, you know Hot feeling Why don't you explore your inner desires and fantasies And find stories that match your mood this season on Dipsy Whether it's a warm cup of coffee Or uh, basking in the warm sunlight Or listening to a sexy story Pleasure is all around us I don't know why anyone would want to drink coffee in this hot weather But people be peopling, you know Um, With Dipsy, your sanctuary is waiting Escape into a world where pleasure is your only priority I mean, also um, drinking water regularly You don't want to get dehydrated So I thought I would mention that Anyway, Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories Designed by women for women They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters No matter who you're into or what turns you on Find stories about, um, you know, things that intrigue you. Um, maybe it's like a co-worker or maybe it's a random guy that you've never met and you're just like, I'm a baby father that. Um, whatever it is for you, it might be, I don't know, accents or just hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. I don't know, but just make sure everything's legal anyway. They even have stories designed specifically for your Zodiac sign. And you were just saying Virgo sun girl, Pisces sun guy, like, whoo. Things are heating up I don't know what it is with Virgo Like earth signs and water signs recently I just have so many emails in my inbox about that Anyway um, Let Dipsy be your go-to place To spice up your me time Explore your fantasies Or heat things up Even though it's very, very hot already With a partner For listeners of this show Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial When you go to dipsystories.com slash straws That's uh, 30 days for access uh, For free when you go to dipsystories.com slash straws That's dipsystories.com slash straws So, you know, do your thing while it's getting hot in her It's getting hot in her Yeah Anyway, let's get to Share Your Magnificence So this week's Share Your Magnificence I think sometimes some of you write to me and you're like Show Your Magnificence It's share as in sharing is caring Share Your Magnificence goes out to Roz Who is the founder of Little Row That's little and then R-O um, It is, they t- uh, the tagline here or the, uh, is Help, hope, healing for survivors of child sex assault so when I did that event at, um, when I went to that show, The White Card, um, you know, at the, at Soho Theatre last week, was it, or two weeks ago now, I entered, uh, Ro, uh, sorry, Roz was in the audience and she spoke to me about Little Row, her organisation, and they have an event at um, Bush Theatre, I think it's this Wednesday, I'll just double check that, um, live event 20th of July. At Bush Theatre Now I don't think I can make it um, On the 20th of July to this But I encourage as many people to go as possible I just think it's such a wonderful, wonderful organisation to exist um, Especially with my experiences growing up And having, um, you know, survived such an experience I wouldn't want that for anybody, you know To have to go through that And 
should, you know, the fact is that it happens though. And so it's great that organizations like Little Row exist to offer children that support. So it says here that, um, it says here by Roz that join us in conversation with BLN at the Bush Theatre on 20th of July, 2022, discussing R. Kelly, Black Trauma, um, CSA and more. Um, tickets are now available from the Bush Theatre. Um, if you care about value, honour and protecting children, be there. It's going to be healing, hopeful and hilarious. It's all about survivor support. Uh, littlerow.org focuses on perhaps the last taboo, sex, uh, children sexually assaulted, CSA. We support victim survivors who have reached adulthood without the trauma being released and seek cultural change. Ah, okay. And as survivor-led experts, we are transforming society's response to abuse and especially amplifying black voices, black trauma and support out of abuse. We are about survivor support, awareness and change. Around us, wherever you go, home or abroad, there are millions of adults who are carrying CSA trauma. So it's not for children, it's for people who experience this as children. It is reported that one in five adults has experienced childhood sexual abuse. We need. We know the figure is much higher from our work with survivors and profession, uh, professionals. So um, what you can do is you can book um, uh, Roz from littlerow.org to speak at your, um, your events, your work, you know, your work things, <laughs> pardon me, <clears throat> to share this information because there are so many people who have experienced this and they have never, ever, ever said anything to anybody. And you just don't know who you'll be helping to heal by, um, raising awareness in this way. So it says here, littlerow.org provides help, hope and healing for victim survivors. Read uh, read about our projects and progress and we're campaigning to raise awareness of abuse, sexual assault and treating trauma. Um, And, you know, there are different aspects on their website that talks about sex education, helps protect children and really, really does. Teaching children the correct terminology from early and teaching them about boundaries with adults and things like that goes such a long way. Um, and helps in, I was, I didn't even add it to my notes, but I know I had Elon Musk and, well, I didn't know his dad I had Elon uh, Musk down and I had somebody else down this week that they've just been, um, no, Ricky Martin, who was in a relationship, what was with his nephew or something. And then um, Elon Musk's dad um, is ha- expecting a child with his stepdaughter. I said, everybody should get in the bin immediately. Get in the bin. There is living la vida loca. And then there's this. And this is too loca for me. Thank you. Um, so yeah, you can support littlerow.org with donations um, as a free non- non-profit website that doesn't run ads. We rely on support from our readers. If you believe in Little Row's mission, please consider donating. A small £5 donation makes a difference. So I'll add the link to the show notes so you can show Little Row some love. And also if you can attend the event at Bush Theatre on the 20th of July, I would, um, that, yeah, I think that's a Wednesday. I would really encourage you to go because I really think is. um, it's beautiful that this work is being done and Roz is lovely. So two slaps on your chest, Roz, for doing this work because heaven knows, like, it's so, so necessary. Um, 
I don't think you ever just get over the trauma of something like that happening to you as a child. I feel like in one way or another, I am reminded every single day, just in different ways. And some days it's like, meh. And then other days it's like, oh, you know, like it is what it is. And I, if it wasn't for me taking myself to therapy and doing all the reading and the living that I've done, that I don't know how, how I remain here basically you know but we move at the same time we also find stillness so that's my um magnificence I think that then let's get to so you mad yeah let's just jump straight into so you mad because my god there is there's a lot there's a lot happening so so you mad well because so you mad is like my cultural you know, my pop culture section um, with a bit of current affairs, anything that and other bits that I don't necessarily want to put into straw of the week. I've been watching Loot on Apple TV starring uh, Maya Rudolph. Um, Loving you. Is that her mum? Anyway, I must do that all the time. Anyway, Loot is about a woman who is married to a tech billionaire. She was with him, you know, when, you know, from the very, very beginning where he was like doing bits in the garage to him being just like this big guy and stuff. And and the opening episode, she basically finds out that he's been cheating on her with um, his PA. Oh, a story as old as time. When people started having PAs, I imagine whenever that started in time. But, um, yeah, so the story starts there and we basically see her growth um, once she divorces him. So she divorces him and gets like, what is it, $87 billion of his money. And she uses that to kind of, well, she starts to use that to come to her own understanding. And it's got a really, really good cast. Nicholas, who plays her PA in it, I just think he's so stunning. I just, ah, oh, I think he's so, so stunning. I like that they also kind of reference Maya being um biracial in it because one of the characters is like a cousin of hers or something and he's black so I think that that really kind of helps to ground it but I don't think we address which yeah we just don't I, I don't know I, I just I think that they kind of touch on it like oh yeah that's her black cousin and then just move right on you know and fair enough <coughs> pardon me MJ Rodriguez is also in it. You'll remember MJ Rodriguez. She was in um, Pose. Um, what's her name in Pose? Was it, was it, is it blank? No, that wasn't her name in Pose. Uh, what was her name in Pose? All I can think about is when she tweeted and she said, have you heard of the Hispanic children? What is it? The Hispanic student fund or whatever. Let's research. Oh, come on, mama. Mama, let's research. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So MJ Rodriguez is um i'm trying to find what's the name what was her name in um pose it's just like gone out of my head um no that's gonna piss me off now what what's that i'm I'm sure some of you are like screaming it at me but it'll come to me in time i guess because i right now i ain't got it i ain't got it um blank i was right blanca why do I doubt myself? Gosh, I do that so often. Like the first thing I say is the correct thing. And I'll be like, oh, maybe I didn't get it right. I knew it. Blanca. Anyway, 
um, she so um, MJ Rodriguez plays uh, played Blanca in Pose, and so in um, Loot, <coughs> she plays uh, Sofia Salinas, and it's a main role, and it's really really good. You know, it's 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 a good show. I I I enjoy it now. There isn't a whole bunch going on in terms of like too much of a storyline. It's just nice and easy, you know. I sometimes I just don't need too much script, too much depth. I just want something cute. I just want to see nice outfits and the costume designer for Lou, they are doing bits because they really make the most of the fact that um Maya's character is a billionaire, you know. They make the most of like giving us some really cute fits and you know, I'm a take it. I'm a take it. There isn't, don't go in there expecting like, whoa, performances. It's just funny. It's just cute. That's his name. Joel Kim Booster, <laughs> who plays Nicholas in um, Loot. He's so cute. So, so cute. Um, and Ron Funches is his name. Howard, That who's, that's the person that plays her cousin. And um, Maya's character is called Molly Novak. It's just, I just think it's well um, executed. And Olivier Martinez is Jean Pierre. Olivier Martinez has to be one of the finest men to ever exist. Write a tweet thread about that immediately. Come and cuss me out. Wow. I mean, he doesn't, I don't know. He doesn't, what, what was that film? There was a, there was a film. Where does he get killed by Richard Gere's character? Because Richard Gere finds out that, like, Olivier Martinez's character was sleeping with his wife. Can't remember the name of it. Maybe it was just called Cheating. I don't know. But that film slapped. Um, But, yeah, so Olivier, he's only just been introduced in the episode that I've watched. Oh, was he? Did he used to be with Halle Berry? Makes sense. Is he still with Halle Berry? No, they're divorcing. Oh, they divorced. Sorry about that. Wow. Um, I covered a lot of history very quickly. I hope he wasn't wild because didn't she break up with somebody that was just wild? Anyhow, I've said he's fine. And then he's just like a wayward racist. Jesus, they will not let me forget that. <laughs> oh, wow. They divorced in 2016. So I must have known that. Um, But yeah. Halle Berry made some great choices in terms of like romantic partners. I mean, maybe not in terms of character. I'm just saying like looks wise. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Loot, I'm enjoying it. I've watched all the episodes so far. There's going to be a new episode on Friday. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Like I said, it's nothing fancy. I just think it's just cute for the sake of being cute. It's enough for me, you know, don't need too much. It's just fine, just fine. It might get, you know, pick up later on and get a bit deeper for what it is right now. It is enough for me. <laughs> just like a nice piece of bubble gum before it turns all rubbery. That's fine. Unfaithful. That was the name of the film. Came out in 2002 with Richard Gere and um, Olivia Martinez. Um, and it will be very disrespectful to not mention the actress. Diane Lane was the woman that is the wife in all of this that was a great film two of these fine men well one gets killed isn't that the premise of it yeah yeah what a great film anyway that's by the by so I've been watching that 
seen all the episodes. And then now, <laughs> sorry, I keep coughing. I need to get some water out. And this fan needs to move from my face. I think it's the fan sending dust in my direction. Not that my office is dusty, but you know, still dust. Um, I don't know why I felt like I needed to say that. Anyway, um, so after I finished watching all of those episodes, I finally got on to watching um, Atlanta season three, <laughs> you know, created by Donald Glover. Wow. So I went from loot that was just cute, not too much for me to think about, didn't have to, <clears throat> pardon me, didn't have to use my brain too much. I just enjoyed it, you know, beautiful gowns, that sort of vibe to then the first episode of Atlanta. Now, this is why sometimes I'm glad that I don't watch things at the same time as other people. Okay, I'm back. I actually paused this to go and get myself a bottle of water. But then when I, while I was at my fridge, um, I looked inside and I thought, oh, mm, maybe I should have a can of Trip because I like Trip. But then I should be, because, you know, Trip has CBD in it and, and, I, and I like that vibe. But then I was thinking, I hope it doesn't have like Red Bull vibes because <laughs> I'm not trying to go out like Kevin Samuels. <laughs> Imagine another podcaster. No, Jesus. No. Anyway, back to Atlanta. So like I was saying, I like that I sometimes not watching things at the same time as everybody else. Because I swear you lot said that this season of Atlanta isn't very good. I don't know. I kept reading people tweeting about it not being very good and usually I'm like do not separate the artist from the work or the art or whatever whatever but in this case if it's a personal problem with Donald please let it be a personal problem with Donald because from based on episode one that I watched with my Koro Koro eyes sorry it slaps it slaps how I know something slaps yeah is if after I finish watching it I'm just like you know what I could write a dissertation. Specifically, I could write a dissertation about that one episode. I could write my a dissertation about that thing. If something moves me to the extent that like I want to get my laptop out and I just want to type, I just want to type like a typer, that tells me everything I need to know. Episode one of season three of Atlanta is fucking amazing. There is so like, I feel like a lot of the episodes of Atlanta are just brilliant like the cultural observations are so deep that oh, I would just Atlanta's one of those things like one of those series that I just don't think that I've discussed enough with people like I would love to sit down with somebody who's like on a similar wavelength who's like watched all of the episodes and just like break them down one by one by one because yo that is something. Where did I watch it? Was it on uh, was it on Amazon Prime? I think it might be on one of them, shall you know, like when these days you you stand up to everything. It wasn't, it couldn't have been Apple TV. I don't think it was. It might have been. I think it was Amazon Prime. Anyway, Sha. Or is it Disney? Disney or Apple TV? Ugh, I don't even know anymore. It's too many. What I was saying. I'll say all of that and then it's actually now on TV, but it's not. <laughs> I think it's one of them first three. Anyway, the first episode is called Three Slaps. Instantly, I was in love because I was like, slaps? Sign me up. But then actually when I watched it, I saw where they got the title from. And the way it's done 
is impeccable. Like the 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 commentary about how the schooling system treats black children specific that yeah treats black children and the the parental reactions to that because also the parents are under resourced right. There's commentary there about um um mothers being the you know the sole parents um in this dynamic there there <clears throat> there's so much happening in it but i don't want to spoil it but at this point i don't know i feel like i'm one of the last to watch it so i don't know what the rest of you lot have been doing in it but it's brilliant i've only seen episode 1 so far so i need to go through the rest of them but it was a great way to open like it was a great way to open especially surrounding the conversation about like interracial adoption like as in white people adopting non-white children and this particular couple two white women who um basically adopt or foster these um black children <clears throat> I I I was watching it thinking has Donald Glover broken up with his white partner? Because this is very cutting. But at the same time, I feel like regardless of that wayward interview that he did, I don't like that whole thing where people think that because you're with someone of a particular race, that means that you lack the insight or the ability to dissect dynamics that that pertain to them. Because I would think out of anyone, if you're smart, you would have more of an insight than the average person. And so I don't think that it was meant in any sort of malicious way. I think it was actually very accurately depicted, very accurately depicted about a type of white person that goes to adopt children like this. And then <clears throat> there's a beautiful thing that they say, one of the um, characters, one of the white women what she says near the end of the episode. And she was just like, and people gave us money and they supported us to do all of these things and to do all of these things. Why did nobody stop us? And she's crying and she was like, why did nobody stop us? And I think that that was amazing commentary because no white saviors talk about it all the time. You get these random white women who haven't washed their own, like their own pata, their own knickers. They haven't washed it in their own country. Their, their own knickers, they do not know how to wash it with their own hands. They've never. But then they'll now take themselves to, to Africa for their gap yard. And then there you'll be doing um, um, Dr. Quinn medicine woman. Are you fucking mad? <laughs> like, what do you know there? And they'll be going there and then they'll be injecting children. They'll be doing this. They'll be doing that. Like, you are not qualified for that. Only yesterday did you learn how to operate a dishwasher. What the fuck are you doing? And so I feel like it speaks to that as well. This uh, that and also just like it it gave me very Madonna esque vibes. I don't know Madonna, and I'm not trying to come for her necessarily, but like white women like her who adopt black children, and they do not seem to me from the outside looking in to work on any sort of cultural uh competence that would support that child and so instead i think that they do a disservice to the children in certain regards because at some point they're going to have to interact with the communities that they would have been part of and you've left them 
like very, very like like ill-equipped to be able to handle those situations. And also you're you're um encouraging them to do things in a body that the world reads a particular way, which I believe could potentially cause them more harm. So like it, it was repulsive in certain regards like there's a point where and it's the beauty of how like I think it says that somebody else called Glover wrote that particular episode but I guess they're related um and so the two white women who adopt these children right one of them goes oh we're gonna have fried chicken for dinner and she basically takes raw chicken dips it in flour and then puts it in the microwave and so when it's served to everybody for at dinner it's basically just raw chicken with um flour on it and the boy is like this is disgusting like this is what is this and she was like yeah but you know um the way that the from where you come from the foods that you usually eat have a lot of salt and oil in them anyway so this is much better for you and I thought shade 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 I mean not wrong but also shade don't try it because there is a middle ground and that is not what you have found baby um yeah the chicken was very much given Paula pattern um but you know it is what it is but it, it and then little things like washcloths and they were like oh do you have a washcloth for us and she was like no we just use our hands and I was like and she he was like even on our ass and she was like yeah like oh I don't it was brilliant I cannot wait to get home after this and watch um episode two because I might come back next week and be like well that was some bullshit but so far there's so much that I want to discuss about that that I don't want to spoil it in case you haven't watched it but it's brilliantly done the last scene directorially the last scene is superb because I don't have a fucking clue what a lot of the references were but aesthetically they got it right like not the last scene the last scene with the boy the last scene with the boy before we stop seeing the boy the last scene with the boy what's playing on tv the attention to detail in terms of the wallpaper the curtains everything was ah chef's kiss chef's kiss um, I truly enjoy Atlanta. I think Juneteenth is still one of my most favorite episodes of any sort of TV episode to ever exist. And I want more black creatives to be able to, <clears throat> pardon me. I want more black creatives to be able to make things like that, to be able to give the commentary that they want to give. Like, I don't have to agree with anything. And of course, don't be a fucking idiot, but you know, let's see things you know and then there was that episode I've forgotten the name of that episode where the guy looked a bit like Michael Jackson that was also good gotta give it to him I don't know anything about him personally but Donald Glover you know he he really brings out some things that that I that I I get I'm looking forward to Jordan Peele's nope because again another black guy that you know says what he needs to say regardless of you're like oh well his partner's white at least they're talking, they're talking about things. You that's doing, let me not, because then they'll say I'm rude. Anyway, that's that. I just wanted to share that with you, that I'm enjoying those um, episodes and those shows. Um, Talking about um, things that people didn't get right. 
Raheem Sterling. Huh. I see that there's a So You Mad. Thank you for even helping me for this one. Um, oh, you sent me a screenshot of um, Dr. Scholler's page. Um, Raheem Sterling was shown, his picture was shown on BBC News last week. Um, they put up a picture of him He's um, when speaking of a footballer that's facing rape allegations, even though they didn't know the team or player. They definitely planted in our minds that the unnamed player is black. And since we all look the same, recklessly use Raheem's image, which could cause him untold reputational damage. An apology was eventually issued, but no explanation given at the moment the error was made. Completely unacceptable. And... At this point, I don't know how much more we're expected to take. Like, are we are we meant to continue to believe that these are just like oversights? Um, like, because there are actual footballers who have been involved in sexual assault cases and you don't seem to mention much about them. You just let them get on with what they're doing and do all of their transfer news and talk about how many followers that they have on Instagram. But, you know, if I talk, they'll say I'm talking... Let's see what it says here. BBC News apologises for showing image of wrong footballer in rape arrest report. Um, BBC News has issued an on-air apology after mistakenly showing a picture of the footballer Raheem Sterling when reporting on a case about another Premier League player arrested over alleged sexual offences. An image of the England international believed to have been used on an unrelated earlier story about his recent transfer from Manchester City to Chelsea was shown behind the sports presenter uh, Mike Bushell during an update on the arrest during the Thursday morning sports bulletin on the BBC News channel. Another presenter later explained the mistake was due to a technical error and emphasised that Sterling 27 is wholly unconnected with the allegations. The BBC said, in our sports bulletin earlier, owing to a technical error, the wrong picture appeared in connection with a story of a Premier League player arrested over alleged uh, sexual offences. A picture of a different and wholly unconnected player was shown. We apologise for that mistake. The BBC said the apology would be repeated in the next sports bulletin on the channel. The report was in reference to a player who has not been named by police who was arrested in Barnet, North London on 4th of July over rape allegations against a woman in her 20s in June. He was further arrested while in custody over allegations of raping a different woman in April and June 2021. The 29-year-old denies the allegations and has been bailed until August. On Wednesday, a Premier League club, which has also not been named, confirmed it is currently taking action against the player. Sterling completed his move to Chelsea in a deal worth £47.5 million. Jesus! And has signed a five-year contract at Stamford Bridge with the option of a further 12 months. He becomes the first men's signing since a consortium led by American businessman Todd Boehly um, took over the club, which brought a Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich's 19-year tenure to an end. Interesting. So that technically means that Lewis Hamilton also um, bought um, the opportunity forward for Raheem Sterling to move to Chelsea. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, Technical error. I don't know what to say. Every day there's a technical error. You are the technical error. You other technical error at that station. Somebody needs to get fired. In this economy, collection, you're you're asking for people to get fired. Yes, I'm asking for people to get fired because that is so damaging 
That is so, so damaging and it's extremely thoughtless. And I just refuse to believe that it was like, oh no, oh no, we, oh, I didn't realize. Why don't you have technical errors when you're talking about white men um, raping? Um, why don't you have technical errors and then show pictures of Tim Westwood? That would, that, that I feel like I would want to, you know, see and understand as a technical error. But instead it's Raheem Sterling minding his business that you've now gone and put his picture there. Hasn't he been through enough? And if you really, really are struggling to tell the difference between black people, or you're like, oh, I know it was delayed because we announced something else and we just didn't take his picture off the screen. You know how sensitive this, sensitive these subjects are. So if you can't do your job, Omar, leave the job because this one is too much and it's affecting people in ways that you wouldn't imagine. So, you know, that was horrendous. And whoever it is, yeah, I say fire them. Um... So moving from that footballer to another footballer, Marcus Rashford uh, was on LeBron James's show, uh, show the the shop. It's a YouTube show. Um, this is a, a a new season, from what I read. And so LeBron, the the premise of LeBron James's show is to get like you know black men in. I think just always say generally men, just black men in sports and entertainment to talk about their life it's meant to kind of like be like a barbershop type conversation um it's done by his production company uninterrupted and in one of the episodes he's got Raheem Sterling as well as Daniel Kaluuya talking about racism and um how it has affected them and honestly like I think like Daniel Kaluuya is young I, I, I I'm not somebody that finds younger men necessarily attractive I'm so sorry I just ugh, yuck um, I mean, there are some, there are some that I'm just like, okay, but above 30 though, like above 30, definitely. Yes. Oh God. But anyway, that's by the by, nobody asked me that. But what I'm saying is like Daniel Kaluuya is young from what I understand. I say young, but he might literally just be like a year or two younger than me. But as far as I'm concerned, that's young. Um, but when I say he was spitting, he was spitting. In that episode, the the clips that I saw, that made him so attractive. I'm not saying that he's not an attractive person, but if you're young, I'm less likely to think that you're an attractive, like that you're attractive. Um, but the facts that were coming out of his mouth, the directness with which he spoke, the sense that he was using, I think that men his age and sometimes race lack it. And I love it for him truly love it for him because then you have much much younger Marcus Rashford who missed like incorrectly before I think I even thought was like biracial but he's not he's like I think both of these parents are black but um anyway Marcus Rashford they were talking to him about um was it the Euros or is it was it the Euros or is it the World Cup well they were the one that they were singing is coming home is coming home Sha and the abuse that they got for missing the penalties him and um Saka and um who else was it? I've forgotten his name. Something Pusayo. Is it or is it okay? Let me just stop before because I know that people are screaming right now. Um and they're like, stop talking, Kalechi. You're just getting it all wrong. And I'm tired and I don't want to hear it anymore. Like, okay, fine. But um what I was saying was that they were talking about the Oh, I didn't know that this happened. They said that their man was jailed for racially abusing Rashford, Sancho, Sancho and Saka. Okay. <clears throat> mm. 
I was right Bukayo Saka But I was saying as if that They're two separate people Bukayo Saka And Sancho That was it Anyway um, Yeah They Got like Just the wildest things Said to them And they were there Trying to like exp- It was Euro The Euro 2020 final That was it The Euros I said the World Cup <sighs> Shows you how much I keep it, uh, on top of this Football lark anymore But anyway Marcus was talking about it And they were like Rah that was mad The way that people Were talking to you Soccer Soccer It was mad The way that people Were talking to you And and um, the monkey emojis And all the racial things That you got that time And I just felt sad Because I'm just like Rashford Mar- Marcus Rashford Is a whole ass Black man Black man Albeit from Like Manchester Black man Right So He's aware through his parents, I'm sure, of the levels of racism. But I think that sometimes people get so media trained that sometimes the, the, the glaring common sense is media trained out of them. And that is one thing I kick so hard against. Like nobody ever is going to try and get me in line in such a way that something that's staring me right in the face, you want me to talk around it like I can't see it. Nah, it's not happening It's like what they did to Alexandra Burke that time When which she was dancing on one kind of show um, Is it Strictly Come Dancing or Dancing on Ice? One of them things there And the racist things that people were saying about her And then we were coming to back it for her And she was just like, oh, I don't really think it's to do with race I said, oh, okay, well, all right, I'm out Because <clears throat> if you want to be there with them And you want to do so far, so far, that's fine, fine Anyway as they're talking to Marcus Rashford, he's like, yeah, but I just think that people just love sports so much and they, you know, the chance of winning, they were just so disappointed when we lost. And, you know, yes, I received death threats, but, you know, David Beckham also received death threats, you know, when, you know, in the past as well. So I don't think it was just about, you know, I don't think, I think he basically said like, it doesn't really think it was about race in that regard. Like people were just really, really passionate. And it broke my heart because, I'm like, baby, little boy, little boy, he's a man, but you know, like little babe, like don't let the devil use you like this because it is racism. And that's when Daniel Kaluuya was like, ah, 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 no, because yes, David Beckham received death threats. I mean, even then we've still got to talk about the fact that some of you man takes football and sports generally. And and I mean, man in a non-gender specific way, way right now, but you lot take football and them things there. Too seriously Why are you sending people death threats You If they ask you to come and play right now You will just be doing bankana, bankana, bankoro, bankoro. You will not know what to do with yourself Just because you do five aside on a Wednesday Between 7.30 and 8.30pm You think that now you can now be tweeting anyhow at people And threatening them with death Because they didn't score the goal that you wanted them to score If you don't fuck off for an eternity Idiot like there is no reason that you should be sending anybody death threats. Anybody. No reason. Because even if you bought shares in the club, you did not buy shares in my life. You did not buy shares on my soul. So therefore, if I don't perform the way that you were expecting me to perform, Omar, like, 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 like it is, it is what it is. Let me breathe. God damn it. But, yeah, he was like Daniel Kaluuya was like, no, 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 no. It's death threats. Um, are wild either way. But the things that they were saying to you, they were racial. 
Like they brought in your blackness into the insult, into the threats. David Beckham didn't have that. So while, yeah, people shouldn't have been moving mad to him, you have to ask yourself, like, why was that waiting in the wings? Why was that? Why was white supremacy ready to fly without wings? Why? And then you know that it's much it's You're racist without wings. Why was the racism waiting in the wings for its moment? And that is what is so worrying. And that is why I find that I am reluctant to participate in what it is to be British in this country or whenever England are playing or doing anything, you'll notice that I'm a bit of a party pooper and I don't want to be a party pooper. So more time, I just don't say anything. When I see people, black people enjoying England things, I let them enjoy England things. So I know how important it is sometimes to feel like you belong. But the moment shit doesn't go the way that the, the, the English natives want, what happens to you? Suddenly insults about monkey, nigger this, nigger that starts flying all over the gaff. I do not have time. Me only time for Iranu. I don't want anybody. Like, I don't want it. Don't bring your fuckery my way. I don't want it. So when England are doing their thing, I'm doing my thing. I just mind my business. I face my front. Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm not involved in all of that. And I, I've, like I said before, I don't care how much it offends you. I don't want anything to come home. As, as, as long as the things that belong to my country have not been returned, your own things will not come home, wherever you believe them things to be. <clears throat> it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I like that Daniel Kaluuya pointed that out. He was just like, even when he said like, yeah, like I still get stopped. As a black man, when I'm driving, driving I still get stopped. <coughs> Doesn't matter whether I'm an Oscar, an Academy Award winner, and that's what I'm holding my Academy Award out of the window and everyone was laughing. And I was thinking, even if, even then, if you're holding your Academy Award outside of the window or outside of the, yeah, the window, they might think you stole it. So you don't even want to be doing that. Because regardless of your achievements, you can't achieve your way out of blackness, which is such an interesting, interesting observation. When you consider that the first episode of Atlanta that I was watching, the very uh, first scene talks about something to do with that about being invited into whiteness and all of them things there very very interesting but I just like that he said that because I think that maybe that's why shows like these are important because it means that black men who do know the things can help black men who don't know the things to then know the things and then hopefully then everybody knows the things so I like it like that I said I like it like that I do um so I encourage more conversations like that really But yeah, I thought that that was just an interesting um, Thing to kind of catch a glimpse of And then to think about the fact that like I think Marcus's girlfriend, she's white And I just think like as a black man Should you decide that you're going to have create like a family together In the future or whenever if, if Should you decide that You need to really understand what it is And how racism operates 
you know, you really need to understand because you're likely the one that's going to need to explain it to your children. And so if you're at the stage where you're going, oh, well, I know that they sent me a death threats and they use this monkey emoji and then they use this and they called me all types of N word and they called me all, all, all kinds of monkey ookie dookie. But, you know, it's fine because I know that David Beckham had a similar treatment. No, no, you're, you need to get yourself up to speed. You need to get yourself up to speed because you have a duty. You have a duty to make sure that these children know what time it is. Like not to traumatize them, but at least to equip them so they can. Because Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya even gave a great example when he was just like, when I was younger, more time, it was actual adults who were calling me the, like, the wild names. Like, why is an adult calling a four-year-old the N-word? Do you get what I mean? Like, th- this is, it's not, we're not just talking about children. We're talking about how adults ch- treat children. And I've read so many different accounts of that. The first time children experience racism is from adults, not from other children. It's from adults. And that is a violation on so many levels. I think it even constitutes as child abuse, really. It's a lot going on. But um, yeah, I hope that um, Marcus takes that as an opportunity to like learn more things, but also just like big up Daniel Kaluuya for, you know, bringing the, bringing the sexiness through with the knowledge. I, 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 I think that, that that's, that's worth saying. Like, I, honestly, I just feel like the smarter you are, the more um, well-versed you are at subjects that, I find interesting, yo. Anyway, um, in other news, Ivana Trump dies at 73. Ivana Trump. Ivana Trump with you, Trump with you. Ivana move with you. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Because sometimes I can't help myself. It just comes out. This comes out. But um yeah, Ivana Trump, Donald Trump's ex-wife and media personality, died at 73. Um, she was a businesswoman, television personality. Um, she died. <laughs> this is really not cool the way that they wrote it, but based on how things are journalistically written, it said Trump died accidentally. Um, and I got excited for the wrong reasons um but no this trump ivana trump died accidentally of blunt impact injuries to her torso um that's what they told the new york times the publication also reported that police had investigated whether trump had fallen down the stairs of her upper east side home um she was married ivana was married to donald trump from 1977 to 1992 interesting transit there and is the mother of their children donald jr ivanka and eric such interesting names their marriage was shaken by his high profile affair with marla maples which became a tabloid fodder in the late 80s Professionally, she was a model, held positions at the Trump Organization, launched various businesses, including jewelry and clothing brands, and was a fixture on QVC and Home Shopping Network. Donald Trump released a statement about her death on um, Truth Social, writing, I am very saddened to inform all of those that loved her. I just think that's such a shady way to write something. I'm very saddened to inform all of those that loved her, of which there are many. Okay, that's better. That Ivana Trump with you has passed away at her home in New York City. She was a wonderful, 
beautiful and amazing woman who led a great and inspirational life. Her pride and joy, her pride and joy were her three children, Donald Jr. Oh God. Ivanka. Oh, is it Ivanka? Sorry, Ivanka and um, Eric. She was so proud of them. Why? Um, as well, as we were all so proud of her. Rest in peace, Ivana. I called her Ivana. Ivana. The family also released their own statement to the press, which read, it is with deep sadness that we announce the passing of our beloved mother, Ivana Trump. Uh, our mother was an incredible woman, a force in business, a world-class athlete, a radiant beauty and a caring mother and friend. Ivana Trump was a survivor. Well, yeah, of Trump. She fled from communism and embraced this country. Hmm, interesting. She taught her children about grit and toughness, compassion and determination. She will be dearly missed by her mother, her three children and her t- and 10 grandchildren. Um, interesting. Well, um, rest wherever you're resting, girl. Rest wherever you're resting. <clears throat> do you? It's all I can say. Do you? Wherever you're doing it at. All right. Um, but yeah, I, you know, that's, that's, that's news. You know, sad. That's, that's, well, yeah, sad. Um, so yeah, I just thought that I'd pop that one in there. Because um, I read it initially as Trump just, I mean, like, don't they have ele- elevators in these like east side, Upper East Side apartments? It's very unfortunate, you know? I mean, I don't want anybody to have to go in any sort of way, but like from falling down the stairs, damn, them marble things there, innit? Matting. Um. Anyway, um, Rishi Sunak is currently leading the Tory leadership race of all the uglies and the waywards. Rishi is um in pole position. As for want of a better analogy Tory leadership rivals are scrambling to catch Former Chancellor Rishi Sunak um, After he won the second round of voting To choose a Boris Johnson's successor Five candidates remain After Attorney General Suella Braverman Was knocked out in Thursday's vote Mr Sunak uh, won 101 votes Penny Mordaunt uh, gained around gained ground on him with 83 votes and Liz Trust came third with 64. Kemi, they didn't mention you there. Look at your life. You and your weird streaky braids. At your big, big age, if you're going to have, sorry, I'm going off subject, but I really need to address this and nobody will stop me. Yeah. If you are insisting that you're going to have streaks in your braids, I think it can definitely work. I definitely think it's a look. But can the braids be neater? Because currently it looks like the braids are done. I'm not even going to say, because I think it's like rude to say like, oh, you know, somebody did your their, your braids with their feet because I think it's an actual incredible thing that people can use their feet to do things. I feel like somebody did your braids with their bum cheeks Like they put the strands In their bum cheeks And then they just try Like moved it Clenched the left Clenched the right Clenched the left Clenched the right And then they And then they also used Like the, their anal sphincter To kind of hold the hair in place And that's how you That's why your braids look The way that your braids look Especially with those extra streaks Like the streaks It's not even matching Your colour profile Like your palette Like you Like 
Let me know. Let me know. It looks like you go to Rush Hair Salon, not being disrespectful to them, but it just doesn't look like it's um somebody black that does your hair. And if it is, they hate you. Just wanted to let you know. Anyway, Miss Truss's chances were boosted on Thursday evening when Miss Ms. Braverman backed the foreign secretary. Former Brexit minister Steve Baker has also endorsed Miss Truss. And the BBC understands that most of the 27 Tory MPs who voted for Miss Braverman were expected to do the same. Former Equalities Minister Kemi Badenoch, who came fourth with 49, 49 votes. 49 votes, Kemi. Kemi. What does your name mean? Olua Kemi. I think it's even Olua Kemi. I think it is. God kept you for this? This is, because that's what your name translates. Is this what God has kept you for? For waywardness and tomfoolery and buffoonery in the parliamentary? Lord. Lord, I am ready to go to the other galaxies. Um, 49. 49 votes, less than half of Rishi's votes. Ha! Anyway, I mean, 49, 49 people like you, which is, which is surprising to me, is what I would say. Because let me tell you something, if my life was enough of a mess that I would be a Tory member and be in the mix, I would not be voting for you. If you had one vote, it would not be me. Anyway, um, and Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Tom Tugendhat, is, is it Tugendhat, who was fifth with 32. Wow, they like him less than you. That's saying a lot. Um, but both say they are determined to stay in the contest. Ooh, baby, I don't know if the contest is determined to stay in you. The next round of voting when the candidate with the least votes is eliminated takes place on Monday. So that'll be today. Well, by the time you're listening to this, the five remaining candidates will take part in televised debates on Friday on Channel 4, Sunday on ITV and Tuesday on Sky. Well, you know what? Even just for the sake of banter, I hope you make it into the final five just so I can see you talk more shit and just so I can understand like is there, you know, like in Men in Black, like, is there an alien that lives in your head that's doing all of this, like, that's moving, like, shifting gears and all? I just want to get it. I want to know what fucked you up to make you sign up with Boris and Trump. Yeah. I want to know what made you cry. Because you're being a Tory really hurts my eye. Thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for that. I I know, I know the musical prowess continues to grow every week, and I myself continue to be astounded. But you know, we have to take God's blessings when God's blessings shows itself, as far as I can see it. Um the result will be announced on the 5th of September when Boris will leave office. 5th of September. Why is that date like familiar in my head? Mm, I don't know. Anyway, 5th of September. I don't know. That wasn't a clue to anything. No, but the 5th of October, that is a clue. Um, Boris Johnson will leave office on the 5th of September. Lard guard. Mr. Sunak has now topped the first two ballots of MPs with the contest increasingly looking like a scrap to see who will join him in the final runoff. I think it'll probably be between him and Trust, to be honest. Like, 
something wild would really have to happen for it to be bad enough. Um, his decision to quit as chancellor last week was one of the first in a wave of ministerial resignations that forced Mr. Johnson to stand down as Tory leader. Allies of Mr. Johnson have accused Mr. Sunak of orchestrating the prime minister's downfall. We love to see it. We love to see it. You know what? I think that all of them are ops. All of them are demons. But you know what? I'm not mad at it being a brown man that was just like, you know what? I'm going to take you down to the ground. But then again, it doesn't matter what skin tone you are. If you're an agent of white supremacy, you're still an agent of white supremacy at the end of the day. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, what is it saying here? Um, and have been fiercely critical of tax hikes he introduced as chancellor. I'm very critical of that as well. I think that he's talking about fixing things like, but you cause them. A member of Mr. Sunak's team said the former chancellor would keep going with solid messaging on the economic agenda, claiming that other candidates had backed away from their pledges. Okay, interesting. Um, I I saw Kemi Babalikok talking about the fact that um, she would slow down social housing and things being built, if I'm not mistaken. So that tells you everything you need to know about her. Like, yeah. I mean, all of these lot are, are wild and I would prefer for all of them to get in the bin, but boy, it's just disappointing all round. Um, and then also there is a new documentary about Tim Westwood that's out on BBC iPlayer, following on from Tim Westwood, Abuse of Power, this um, new documentary with more women who have come forward to talk about the ways in which they had been assaulted by um allegedly by Tim Westwood and um you know it seems like there's quite you know there's significant um evidence that they bring forward um so I think that that's also important um yeah it's it's looking wild it's looking beautifully wild for him I'm really thankful that I um was able to help I one of the women that came forward is the one I mentioned um previously when the other documentary came out that I said that they didn't have her experiences down and I think that that would be extremely damning for um Tim and you know I wasn't even expecting that there would be others who that are akin to her experiences that also came out this time as well And, you know, at some point it's like, what will now be done? I hope that the police are actively investigating this. But what does that even mean? What does that even mean? Because I'm going to talk about the police shortly anyway. But yeah. Woo! Grandpa, yeah, baby. Ooh, your time is up, baby. It's getting hot in hell. You don't need your baggy clothes. You will get so hot when you get to hell, yeah. Anyway, it's getting hot in hell. It's getting hot in her hell, hurl. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that is that all for So You Mad? Oh no. And then my last So You Mad, I read that California is going to be a well, it's part trying to pass legislation. Is it pass legislation to allow for people to sue gun manufacturers um should they lose a family member to like gun violence? And I think that, you know what, it's what I was saying earlier, that different states, different, like, 
states and communities, everyone's going to start splitting off to do the things that they want to do. And then you'll really start to starkly see who is about it and who is not. Um, And I think that that's super important. I think that even people who um, are survivors of um, war, their countries being torn apart by war, should also be able to find out the name of gun manufacturers um, and sue them as well because you're ripping up people's entire lives. They're spending days at sea trying to escape the violence that you are complicit in with the ammunition and the things that you create. So you should be held accountable for that. And I think that if more gun manufacturers were sued, people would think seriously about whether they wanted to be in that gun manufacturing industry. I think so. Um, So it says here, yeah, gun manufacturers and distributors and distributors have been shielded from the mass destruction they caused for too long. Today, CA changes that. I just signed a bill. This is a Gavin Newsom saying this. I just signed a bill that will allow victims of gun violence to sue the makers of these deadly weapons and hold them accountable. Um, And I think that that's good. Um, And then somebody gave a stupid example underneath and they were like, well, what about being able to sue car companies for drunk driving or do you protect them? you see your uncle and I was like cars aren't inherently violent guns are you fucking knob like imagine comparing guns to cars one gets you somewhere one stops you from ever getting anywhere you prick idiot anyways um well, that's that. That's that for So You Mad. I feel like I've covered loads, 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 loads. Anyway, let's get to um, picking up the second of this week's show sponsors who are better help. Like I said, now a word from this week's sponsor um, of the show who are better help. Um, I just feel like how we care for our minds affects how we experience life. Like the examples I've given this week on this week's episode clearly demonstrate that. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping our minds healthy. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps or maybe not trying to embezzle. Um, there's always better help online therapy though. So BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Um, it's important. I I talk about better help. I talk about, um, you know, having a, the support of a therapist. Often I believe that it's one of the reasons that I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I'm, you know, I'm still here. I'm still out here. You know, well, currently right now I'm actually sitting. I'm not lying down like last week. Um, but I'm still here because of the, um, the, you know, blessing of being able to talk with somebody regularly about the things I'm going through. I was going to sing, I'm going through changes, but I'm holding it back. I'm holding it back. All I'm saying is like, it's really, really helpful. And I want for as many people to have access to this as possible. I actually think that more people should, you know, it should be made even more um, accessible for um, everyone um, because it, 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 you know, it really does truly help. So for those who do want to get involved um, and speak with somebody, you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash your mind. That's better 
dot com slash your mind. Um, and like I said, that's 10% off your first month. And I implore you to try that, you know, try that, see what it's like to just talk to somebody about the things that you're experiencing. I don't necessarily think it's like you have to wait for some kind of crisis to be like, oh, this is the time I'm going to go speak to somebody. It's just to have somewhere to offload, you know, on the good days, on the not so good days. So yeah, I hope that you take that up. And now um, let's get to Start Your Motors. So this week on Start Your Motors, vroom, vroom, biatch. Um... This is the segment where I guess I just talk about the bits that I think that are interesting pertaining to Formula One. Obviously, there are lots and lots of things happening all the time, but not lots and lots of things interest me. That's not shade. I'm just saying. Anyway, XF1, um, uh, what is it? CEO, whatever the hell he was. Bernie Eccleston is to be charged with fraud over £400 million of overseas assets. Yeah, Formula, uh, former Formula One CEO Bernie Eccleston 91 years old Imagine like living 91 years old And being bad vibes This is sometimes why I wonder Because bad vibes seem to like Give some people longevity in their life Think about Elizabeth She's still out here in her old age Is she 95? Sometimes I wonder Is it just Maybe it's not about being Because they say like When you think about it They'll be like Oh you know the good die young la, 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 la. It seems like the bad vibes people are really living. I think it's that poison in their soul that really extends their battery life. I don't know. Anyway, the charge against the 91-year-old was authorised by the Crown Prosecution Service on um, Monday last week, following an investigation by Revenue and Customs HMRC. The HMRC say proceedings against the 91-year-old show that no one is beyond reach in relation to tax fraud. You lot are just going to give him a fine and let him off, though. Um... The CPS has reviewed a file of evidence from HMRC and has authorised a charge against Bernard Eccleston for of fraud by false representation in respect of his failure to declare to HMRC the existence of assets held overseas believed to be worth in excess of £400 million. The Crown, the Crown I was going to say the Prawn Prosecution Service, the, the Prawn Prosecution Service, um, the Crown Prosecution Service reminds us, um, reminds all concerned that criminal proceedings against this defendant are now active and that they have a right to a fair trial. It is extremely important that there should be no reporting, commentary or sharing of information online, which could in any way prejudice these uh, proceedings. Should have thought about that for Amber Heard as well. Ex- Eccleston, who ran F1 from the 1970s up until 2017, also entered two Grand Prix as a driver in 1958 and owned Queens Park Rangers between 20, uh, 2007 and 2011. Um, <clears throat> Simon York, director of HMRC's Fraud Investigation Service, said we can confirm that a fraud by false representation charge has been authorised against Bernard Eccleston. This follows a complex and worldwide criminal investigation by HMRC's Fraud Investigation Service. The criminal charge relates to projected tax liabilities arising from more than one, more rising from more than four hundred million pounds of offshore assets which were concealed from HMRC. Um, HMRC is on the side of honest, honest taxpayers, and we will take tough action wherever we suspect tax fraud. Our message is clear: no one is beyond our reach. I hope that also applies to Her Majesty, who you're serving, as in lizard breath. 
We remind people to refrain from commentary or sharing of information that could prejudice proceedings in any way. This is now a matter of the courts, matter for the courts, and we will not be commenting further. Um, Eccleston, no stranger to controversy, recently raised eyebrows by stating he would take a bullet for Russian President Vladimir Putin um, amid, amid the ongoing invasion of Ukraine. Um, yeah. Um, what did it say here? Eccleston also claimed Lewis Hamilton should have brushed aside alleged racist, well, it wasn't alleged, it was racist abuse by former racing driver Nelson Piquet. <clears throat> anyway, um, he says here, I've known Nelson for an awful long time. He explained, I was with him a couple of weeks ago. Of course you were, the the racist gathering of racists. It's not the sort of thing Nelson would say, meaning something bad. Sure. He probably thinks lots of things he says, which might upset us or might feel a little bit offensive. Um, um, to him, it's nothing. It's just part of the conversation. Nelson would never go out of his way to say anything bad. That's a lie. People say things. If people happen to be a little bit overweight or undersized like me, I'm quite sure a lot of people have made remarks, but it's not the same. Comparing your size to being called a nigger is very wayward. If I'd have heard it, I'd have been able to deal with with it myself without too much trouble. Exactly because it's not racism. I'm surprised Lewis hasn't just brushed it aside, but you're also surprised that Lewis stayed um, on racing after you felt that he should have left after winning seven world championships. So what you thought is not really important in this situation. But um, what's he going? He says, or better than that, replied, but he's now come out um, and Nelson has apologised. Idiot. Anyway, 400 million pounds embezzle. 400 million pounds that you're trying to hide. My G. If you're trying to hide money, shut the fuck up. If you're trying to hide your assets, the last thing you need to be doing is going on national TV here, there, everywhere, wherever they're always patching you in from Spain. Somebody needs to cut the internet connection that you're using to con- to, to con- communicate with us from that island that you're on because it's really getting on my nerves. But you've got all of these things on your plate. For somebody who's trying to hide money, you're awfully loud. Every time you need to come and open your mouth and be telling us this and to be telling us that, shut up. You're talking too much for somebody who's trying to embezzle. Embezzle? Stop talking. Like, do you not have sense? You're trying to hide 400 million pounds is not a joke. You're trying to hide 400 million pounds and you think the best way to do it is to go on TV and say that you'll take a bullet for Putin or be talking up and down about Lewis Hamilton. See, if you focus on your tax affairs and not on Lewis Hamilton's affairs, you would not be in this situation. But, But when you don't know how to face your front, your front will eventually face you. Look at life. Look at that. But people have said that he's been done for these sorts of things in the past and they just give him a fine or whatever. But either way, like face your front and shut the fuck up. But another fraud star, Michael Massey, has now quit F1. If you don't remember, Michael Massey was the race director in that horrendous Abu Dhabi race at the end of 2021. That meant that somebody got the championship that should not have gotten the championship based on that particular race. So Michael Massey's quit. People are like, oh yeah, but quitting might be a good thing because then it means that he doesn't get all the perks um, that one might get from um, being fired or whatever. But I don't believe that to be true. I believe that, first of all, they were never really going to fire him. They moved him to another department to protect him. So he had another job role. 
and could just continue doing his thing. I think they allowed him enough time to be able to set himself up well, as in Michael Massey, set himself up well so he can move to something that he wanted to move to in terms of a job role, because now it's not down as him being fired, it's down as he resigned. And I don't, I, I don't like that. That's upsetting me and my homegirls because no, I want you to be disgraced. The way that you cause the humiliation for Hamilton, as far as I'm concerned, is what I also want for your life. I don't feel like he should have been allowed to just resign and then cite, oh, I want to spend more time with my family. You know, something else that would have liked to spend time with its family, that eighth world championship would have liked to spend time with its family, the other seven world championships. Yeah. And you broke that, you broke that home up. You broke that family up and I'm disgusted and I'm dismayed. And I just want to make that known. So I say Michael Massey, the bungling former F1 race director whose decision-making cost Lewis Hamilton an eighth world title has left the FIA. Um, I said F1, but you know what I mean. The FIA is the regulating body um, for the Formula One. The FIA confirms Massey's departure in a statement on their official website. It read, the FIA confirms that Michael Massey has decided to leave the FIA and relocate to Australia to be closer to his family and take on new challenges. Mm, I wonder what those new challenges could be. Who else's um, championship are you trying to steal? Who else's career trajectory are you trying to disrupt? Because that's the challenge that you achieved this time. Um. But yeah, it goes on to, um, I think Will Buxton, he deleted a tweet where he was just like, oh, something like, oh, it's a shame that he's going. Um, he was a good man. And I just can't take the apathy that some people express over things like this. Like to you, he was a good man. To somebody else, he was underhanded and just terrible and ruined their hard work. But to you, he was a good man. And then they'll still bring you on Drive to Survive to come and tell us your very bland perspective on everything. Jesus wept. Um, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think that he should have been, I, I think he should have been fired. But of course, they're going to protect their own. And he also did something to help the institution keep Hamilton away from that eighth world title. So, um, you know, his reward is like, yeah, we won't fire you. You get to leave in your own time. And I think it's a very PR kind of statement to go, oh, did they make him resign? Who knows? Who knows? But if they were going to make him resign, why didn't they make him resign before the season started? Why is it now like while we're how many races into the season? I think he's leaving of his own volition. And I hate that for him. Um, It says here um, that he oversaw a three-year period as FIA Formula One race director and safety delegate following the sudden passing of Charlie Whiting in 2019, carrying out the numerous functions he was tasked with in a professional and dedicated manner. Sure. Um, The FIA thanks him for his commitment and wishes him the best for the future. I don't. Um, Yeah, well, he's out. Um, And I think that regulation wise it's very shambolic it's very discombobulated this season I don't feel like people know what they're doing they try to implement too many things um in a reactionary way to what happened in Abu Dhabi and I'm pretty much not feeling it 
Anyway, that's that for um, Start Your Motors. Um, and now for Straw of the Week, aka Suck Your Mum. And this segment, I cover all of the things and all of the the real fuck shit that's taking place this week and the straws I want to fling out and the people they need to go to so they can suck their mothers. The first one goes out to the home office. Um, Nothing new here Um, in that regard. They're just wayward. Um, But the, the situation I read about this week, I thought was extremely um sad, really. So there is a woman i mean since i think within 24 hours this was actually rectified but solely because it made it onto the news and i don't think that things should have to make it onto you know social media and for people to tweet up a storm about it for things to actually be done but um you know it is it is what it is i guess um so yeah, I was reading about, where is it? Tiffany has, um, she had, what is it here? Tiffany has indefinite leave to remain in the UK where she has lived since the age of eight. She gave birth on 30th of April last year in Jamaica and has been trying to return to the UK ever since. The Home Office say that their decision is justified and this is just how wild everything is right now in terms of immigration laws. Um a British resident who is stranded in Jamaica no longer um, with her baby has been told by the Home Office the child cannot come to the UK because he has an established life on the Caribbean island. This baby was born April 2021 and they're talking about established life on the Caribbean island. Tiffany Ellis, 28, has indefinite leave to remain in the UK where she has lived since the age of eight. She gave birth to her son. Is it Cien? Ellis on 30th of April last year in Jamaica and has been trying to return to the UK ever since. In a letter of refusal of the baby's visa application, Home Office officials say the decision is justified by the need to maintain an effective immigration and border control and will not have unjustifiably harsh consequences. They add that the baby's life can continue as it is now in Jamaica with financial support from his mother in the UK. So basically, she should leave her child behind. Pretty, it's getting hot and hurl. It's getting hot and hurl. And that's where you're that's where you two you're going. <clears throat> Uh, the Home Office refused the baby's visa application on 22nd of December when he was almost eight months old. Tiffany's husband, Zarin Ellis, 38, and the couple's older daughter, Siana. Oh, they really like these X's and Z's in it. Um, five are at the family's home in London, desperately uh, desperate to be reunited with Tiffany and their son. Tiffany and Zarin... Um, Travelled from their home in London to Jamaica in January 2020 to get married, accompanied by Siana. Um, following the couple, while the couple were waiting for the paperwork to come through for their wedding, COVID broke out and they had to stay in Jamaica as many parts of the world were locked down. They were finally able to get married on the island in August 2020. In September 2020, Tiffany became pregnant and was afflicted with constant vomiting, hyperemesis, gra- uh, gravidarum. Uh, so severe, so severe that she was unable to leave the house. She hoped the condition would subside after the first trimester and booked a flight back to the UK for January 2021. But her condition worsened and she had to remain in Jamaica until after she gave birth. Last December, Zarin and Siana 
returned to London so that Siana could attend school. They had no choice but to leave Tiffany and Sien, I'll say it is, in Jamaica because of the home office visa refusal. There's not a day that goes by that I don't cry about this, said Tiffany. My husband is my rock and he's holding everything together. Um, The whole situation is so heartbreaking. How can I explain this to my daughter? She thinks I've abandoned her. I've never been apart from her before. Sien tries to hug his dad on the screen when they when we do video calls. I just want to, um, want to get Sien home before he's health worsens. Tiffany and her husband and her daughter were all, are all devastated by the Home Office's refusal to allow the baby to come to the UK. Tiffany is particularly anxious because Sien has a kidney condition and, a, and specialist pediatric treatment for this condition is not available in Jamaica. The family's MP, Sarah Jones, the MP for Croydon Central, said, my constituent and her sick child's treatment by the Home Office has been utterly unacceptable. After I raised their case, it took the Home Office nearly four months to even reply after I chased them multiple times. But you see, after she was chasing, chasing, it took it making it onto socials and they got their shit together very, very quickly. I hope that Cien, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, or is it Cien? Um, I hope that he's okay um, and that he gets the treatment that he needs. I'm praying over his life that he's um, healthy and well. And this um, um, nonsense, um, this violence by Preeti and her complexes, um, that, that should be a band, um, that doesn't affect his life going, um, you know, moving forward. But it, it, this just goes to show how ridiculous just ridiculous all of these immigration laws are like and how it affects people in the the most random ways i say random but it's strategized in such a way to cause um uh, you know um an inhospitable country basically so pretty and your complexes um i need you to suck out for an eternity and like i said to you it's getting hot and hurl that's where you'll be um so there's that. And then what else did I want to cover? Um, what else? Oh yeah, I saw a tweet about um this woman, Gracie. She's um who had her drink spiked. I should say trigger warning for all of these things. Everything going forward, trigger warning for sexual assault, trigger warning, trigger warning for life and white supremacy and all of the things. Um <laughs> <clears throat> Pardon me. So, yeah, there's just a lot. It says here, her tweet said, I went missing in London a few weeks ago from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. with no phone, no bag, and no recollection of what happened. Police found me and took me to hospital. I'm glad I'm alive and I believe I'm here for a reason. It's actually only God. That day will always be a mystery. Um, the story of the missing girl really touched my heart differently because that really could have been me. So please, girls, cover your drinks when you go out. You don't know what type of sick people are out there. And I'm just sad that she had to now tell women to have this precaution of like covering their drinks. Because again, you can cover all the drinks that you want in this like society that is so violent towards women and femme identifying people. How many precautions are we going to take? How many precautions can we keep taking and taking and taking? At some point, <coughs> pardon me, at some point it's about, we have to address how all of this is happening because Lord, you know, last week I spoke about Kayon Williams and, you know, 
friends or family were like, oh, please respect the family and don't speculate on this and don't say this and don't say that. And it's like, okay, fair enough that this situation might be um, different in some way that we are not aware of in terms of the knowledge that the family has about um, or had or has about Kayon. Fine. But my thing is, I still come back to this. There is something sinister in the underbelly of this country specifically, specifically London, I would even say as a city where black people are going missing and then being found by bodies of water. And I wouldn't be surprised. I would be disgusted. I would be shit scared, of course, and still am. If there wasn't a network of people who would go to bars and clubs and things like that, go about spiking drinks, taking people or, you know, following people or leading people away from their groups of friends and things like that, only to then do things to them, then dash them in water. Something is not right. Something is not right in this country. It's very rotten. Very, very rotten. And I don't say that to alarm anybody, but I just feel like I'm seeing a pattern and I don't like it. I don't. Um, so a straw to the evil motherfuckers who are going about spiking drinks. May you rot. May you rot forevermore. Um, and then I guess a straw goes out to the people who became privy to the information that, um, oh, I was going to cuss police. Oh, I'll do this one first. So a documentary that I have not yet watched, um, so I felt like I needed to say that. Um, the, there's a documentary that is fronted by Olympic gold medalist Sir Mo Farah. Um, it's recently been revealed he was trafficked to the UK as a child and given a new name and forced to work as a domestic servant. His real name is Hussein Abdi, Abdi Kahin. And the documentary is out now, but I haven't, you know, like I said, I haven't watched it yet. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm learning all of the time is what I'll say, because I watched it. I mean, so I read about this happening and I thought, you know what? It's so brave of him to come forward and share this because so many people, so many people that you wouldn't even believe um, have a um, uh, reality that might be in some way similar in one regard or another. Now they've said that because it happened, you know, he came on, came to this country, um, you know, with a different identity or whatever. And he met the actual Mo Farah that um, it happened, you know, with him being a child. So he's not held accountable for that. But I just think that that is so narrow in the interpretation because it doesn't take into account that, okay, he's a child, fine. But the adults that have to, to to take this as a as a way to get their children to safety. I mean, in this case, he was like he says in the thing he was being trafficked. But I'm talking about other people who might have used similar methods to kind of in the hopes of getting their child a better life. You're not considering what Britain and other imperial powers have done to their countries, and that should be taken into account. But then if you did that, you're going to have to let a shitload of people in that you don't want to let in and you're going to have to admit to a shitload of violence that you don't want to admit to. 
And I just think if it wasn't Mo Farah or in this case, um, Hussein, I, I think it's, he might prefer to be called now. Um, if it wasn't, you know, um, Hussein who'd earned all of these medals and done all of these things, would they still care? And would they still show empathy? Probably not because we saw what happened to Tiffany and her baby. Um, so this country is just wild, you know, in, in that regard. Um, but I was, so I, I, like I said, I tweeted that and I thought like, oh, well, you know, that was, you know, I think it was a fair thing to, to share. And other people felt the same. Somebody else wrote carrying this enormous secret while being in the public eye and being held up as a model immigrant in narratives of multicultural Britain, the enormous coverage it took to share this. My heart goes out to the legend and his loved ones. So, you know, we were all tweeting that and, um, yeah, we're all tweeting that. But then actually I read another thread that differs from my perspective, but I respect it. And I think that it's important to have other perspectives that we may not have considered wholly and understand their validity. So this was written by Safi Ye, I think their name is. And it says here, um, so Amina tweeted, Mo Farah breaking his story, given the current climate around migrants is such an impactful way of leveraging his voice. So many people don't realise how hostile UK immigration systems truly are, um, of which I liked. And I was just like, bet that's a you know great observation. And this person wrote, Impactful in the sense that it will lead to increased suspicion around Somali refugees and their claims and possibly trigger investigations slash deportations of Somalis who fled the war and entered the UK the same way he did. I don't understand why people are celebrating this. It's clear he's trying to get ahead of a story that was about to come out in the process. Didn't hesitate to throw Somali refugees under the bus with the consultation of his PR team and lawyers. He'll be fine. And he knew that. And I thought, you know what? Fair. Fair. I don't know about the, him getting ahead of a story, but I'm I'm I I don't necessarily doubt it. But it does mean that other people are open to even more scrutiny. Now, other people were in the comments saying, "Yeah, but Somali people are under a lot of scrutiny in terms of immigration anyway." But that doesn't mean that it can't now be more. And because once people have a cultural reference point, I mean, in terms of mainstream cultural reference point, they'll be using that all of the time now. Like, imagine all the dickheads that are walking about going, "You're right." You're right, Abdi, or is that your real name? You can never tell these days. Oh, did you hear what I found out about Mo Farah? I was doing the mobile. I was doing all of that. Do you even know that wasn't his real name? You never know with these people. You never know with them. It starts a whole thing. But at the same time, I'm like, I want people to live as their truest selves in it. And I wouldn't want for that to be um, to the detriment of group, you know, groups of people. So it's just a sticky one. It's a sticky one still. Should he have not, should he have never said anything? But then obviously somebody was, maybe he considered this already, that if he said something, um, you know, if he said something, he was going to get, no, if he didn't say anything, rather, he was going to get exposed. And so he did say something and, you know, it, this is what it is. I don't know. And for once, you know, I don't know. So I... I'm happy to hear your views on this because I genuinely don't know. And I think that it's okay to say that you don't know. But initially I was just like, oh, very courageous 
of him to say But I also see where this perspective also lands My straw actually goes out to the um, white people specifically Who upon hearing this um, revelation Started tweeting things like Well, that means that his awards and his knighthood You know, should be taken from him Because he got it under a false identity You bitch, Kathy And your ilk Bitch Cow How fucking dare you? Is it not the same legs that he used As Mo or as Hussein That got him those Is it not the same person? He's the same person With the same skills that you do not have, Kath So focus on that Focus on your lack of skill Focus on your lack of lip Focus on your lack of sponge Focus on your lack of soap on your legs Focus on all of those things Before you ever Ever start talking about this This person needs to have this award They need to be stripped of this They need to be stripped of that You Need to be stripped Let me not Let me not Let me just pull it back Let me just pull it back Because I was about to get buck up in here Let me just pull it back let me not say what what this my, what 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 I really wanted to say because I know that my tongue can be flamey. So let me just let me not even say what you need to be stripped of. Let me just let me just mind my business. Let me just mind my business. You and your juggle or juggle or neck. Let me just mind my business. All I will say is, I wasn't feeling them um honors, them queens honors, and them things there anyway. So if you jankros want to take your things back. That's on you But it should not be taken back On the basis that Oh the person that got it It was a different identity Just change the fucking certificate man If Mo decided tomorrow That he wanted to change his name By deed poll or whatever Whatever You'd be asked to change Them things anyway You know so Just change it Just change it It's not a big It's not a biggie In the sense of name changing He's still The same exceptional sportsman But at the same time We have to recognise that <clears throat> It shouldn't take you Being exceptional for these draconian and these very, very um, arbitrary and just disgusting immigration um, border control laws to not affect you because there are other people who don't have knighthoods who are in similar situations and they're still, they're more scared than ever that they'll be found out. So there's lots of things going on. But to the people that just felt like this was an opportunity to really, really show their racism, I just want to give you that straw and say that you can have this straw to suck your suck out your entire lineage, and you should you don't ever need to be stripped of that. Keep the straw forever and use it forever. Um, so that's that. And as I said, um, I have straws for the police, uh, definitely. Um, straw for the police in New Mexico. That they were just not doing their job, I guess, as per um, Albuquerque SWAT team raids. Um, they raided a house looking for an alleged robbery suspect using nuisance flashbangs to get the suspect out, ignited and engulfed the home in flames. After the fire, police found the body of a 14-year-old boy. He was not the suspect. Um. This is this is wild, you know? Why do they even have to take such dramatic um a- 
actions in the first place is beyond me. But now a 14 year old boy is dead because of ju- ju- just the, the, the methods that you use to do the things that you need to do. You could say like, oh, well, it was an accident because the flashbangs, we weren't expecting it to like light up the home and da, 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 da. Everything is violent. And um, it's like every police force is everywhere just showing their asses. And it's just like, you know what? I hate it for you. I, I mean, I, I, I love it for what it means for the institution and crumbling, but hate it for you personally. Um, and then also I read this um, piece that says growing culture of extremism, would you believe it, among UK and European police forces report warns. Police forces in the UK and across Europe are suffering from a growing culture of extremism. I would like to say that actually it's not a growing culture. We're just seeing, we're just being exposed to it more. Like they're telling on themselves more. The culture literally um, is hand in hand with um, like white supremacist groups like the Ku Klux Klan and things like that. So it's not growing. It's always been this violent. We just didn't always see it for what it is. And I, when I say we, I mean you lot. Um, According to a report that warns of an increase in officers sharing racist and far-right content online, the report by the Institute of Race Relations um, says, UK policing has a growing extremist problem and highlights issues across Europe. In France, 81% of the gendarmes declared, it's a gendarmes, they would vote for far-right politician Marine Le Pen. In um, France, Belgium, Germany and Hungary, former high-ranking police officers have become extreme right mayoral and parliamentary candidates. In the UK, a series of recent cases involving the Met Police have further damaged the reputation of of a force long accused of being institutionally racist. They include officers sharing images on WhatsApp of two murdered black sisters, um, RIP Nicole and Bibba. Um, another group of officers at a central London station were, uh, station were found to have joked about rape, killing black children and beating their wives. The Met has uh, was last month placed on special measures after scandals, including the murder of Sarah Everard by a serving Met officer, the strip, searched, um, strip searching of innocent black children and stop and search controversies, including that of the British Olympic sprinter Bianca Williams. Um, Liz Fichetti, um, director of IRR said our conclusion that the dehumanizing mindset and overall sense of impunity and entitlement displayed in police WhatsApp groups is a symptom, not a cause of authoritarian trends in policing will no doubt make um, for uncomfortable reading. Fakete added, racism has become entrenched in policing um, as the rank and file are um, resituating resituating themselves um, as society's victims and organizing on an ever more extremist agenda. The report also warns that the thin blue line avatar and hashtags are seen um, are still seen on the Twitter feeds of police officers, including a safer neighborhood team in London, and they have been observed on the uniforms of officers in Manchester. In the US, the thin blue line avatar and Blue Lives Matter movement are associated with white nationalism, with serving and retired officers implicated in the Capitol Hill, uh, Capitol Hill siege. Vecchete warned that the thin blue line had become a besieged and misunderstood minority group with a proliferation of victim narratives that represent rank and file officers as the aggrieved party in debates on police racism and use of force. The report also warns of a link between racist attitudes and operational practice, particularly in relation to predictive policing and racial profiling. Last December, concerns were raised about the Met's Operation Pima, 
in which 61% of the individuals identified within intelligence reports as the most prolific or violent offenders in London were black. Um, which is funny because they'll make all the films that they want to make about the crows, uh, sorry, the Cray twins. They'll make all of the films about that. But then when you do your profiles, it's only black people that you want to focus on when you have to ask yourself how much of the population did they actually make up? Look, honestly, it's too wild. It's too, too wild. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say like, you know, suck your mum again to the police everywhere really, because you know, well, what's it? Mercury and the sun face Pluto. Let's do this. And this is what I'm doing. Mercury and the sun facing Pluto. I'm speaking my truth and just letting you know that all of this is too fucking wild for me. And if the galaxies are available, baby, I'm ready to go right now. Um, but yeah, that is really, really worrying. That is really worrying, but we've seen it building and building and building. And this is not normal this is not okay. This is really, really scary. And, um, it's something that needed to be called out basically. Um, and then I guess my last straw of the week goes out to the Brazilian anesthetist, the, the vile motherfucker that I like, I don't even want to say what I want to say right now because it will be so extremely violent. And I know that one day somebody will pull it back up and be like, Kelechi, didn't you say this? And nah, 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 nah. But a male anesthetist um, has been arrested in Brazil. Um, nurses worried about the amount of sedatives he was giving to pregnant women during C-sections. And so they left hidden cameras. And while an obstetrician performed the surgery, the, um, they saw, the, the cameras caught that this um, anesthetist uh, would unzip his trousers and put his penis in the mother's mouth. Um, I am... This one shook me to my core with rage because, first of all, I don't like that people were sharing the video online because basically what you're doing is sharing a video of rape. That's what you're doing. Like the the, the person in the video, whether you've covered the face with whatever, whatever, is unconscious while they are um, having a baby removed from them, um, you know, taken from their body. Um, it's such a delicate, delicate time on so many levels. And meanwhile, they're being raped by this anesthetist and you've put the video online for what? And it's what I'm saying about the, why did I, just by reading the description, I was already sickened. Why was the video necessary? Some might say, oh, well, you know, it, um, you know, it helped to kind of contextualize the thing. But I argue that there are a lot of fuckers out, out there, some weird fuckers. And I don't care if it's your kink. I am shaming it. I am fucking shaming it. Who will see that and they'll be turned on by it? I don't know. And to me, I can't see the person fully. I didn't want to see the video. But um, I was wondering if the mother is black. Because that would also explain explain why it, it's like, oh, well, we'll just share this this video then. I Ah, ah. As somebody that's usually rather good at articulating things, I've struggled to articulate this because I have to be so careful of my words because the things that I want to say, the things I want to say, Jesus of Rio de Janeiro, Lord, boy, the police would be looking for me instead of them facing their fronts. But that's for another, that's for another day. The things I want to say, whew, 
They got so much things to say right now. They got so much things to say. Oh, they've arrested him anyway. Um, putting his penis in a pregnant woman's mouth during her C-section. She's heavily sedated. So that means that he would sedate these um, patients more than what is necessary. And I would go as far as to say more than what is safe. So now we have to consider the mothers who may not have even made it through that procedure. And people are wondering why, why, why? Because this vile motherfucker, literally, this vile prick, this nasty demon was doing this. And because of the way that C-section is done, you know, that there is um, like a screen between the patient, um, the, the upper part of the patient and their lower part. And this is one of the things that I feel like is one of the things that make me nervous when I have been sedated, actually. Anyway, the idea that there's nobody with me and like anything could be done. Like you're really just trusting this person with your life. That is so, that is a lot. And to know that you've been violated in this way. Yo, yo, where is Ellie the elephant? Where is Ellie the elephant? Because I want her to come and stomp on his penis I want her to yank that penis away from his body I don't care I'm going to say what I want to say That's on my heart to say Ellie Deal with him Because I'm Oh gosh I don't even want to say suck your mother Like I can't even bring myself I just No I The things I want to say it just goes against anything I've ever said about incarceration, um, capital punishment. It goes against all of that because, yo, it looks to me like that mother is black. And that just makes me even more upset. I'm upset anyway. but And the thing is, like, the, the surgeon that's with him has no clue that he's doing this because, oh, oof. Lord, Lord. It says here, a Brazilian anesthetist has been arrested after he was filmed raping a pregnant. Thank you for using the word rape because that's exactly what it is, which is why the video should not just be floating around online the way that it is. Um, raping a pregnant woman during a C-section. Giovanni Quintella Bezerra, 32, was arrested on Monday on suspicion of rape after he was secretly filmed putting his penis in the woman's mouth after he heavily sedated her at the hospital in Damuhe in Sao, Sao Chao de Mariti in Rio de Janeiro. Um, it goes on to say, I'm glad that the, the nurses set up the camera though. I'm glad that they knew that something wasn't quite right and they set up that camera and caught him in the act. Bezira only completed his medical training in anesthesia two months ago. And so that goes to show you, like, he wanted this particular job to do this particular thing. Like it was in his heart to do this all along. And then think about anesthesia and then think about that crazy tweet that I read earlier about people spiking drinks and that. I wouldn't put it past him to be doing worse when he's not on shift. Like to do, to not even doing worse because this is terrible, but to even be doing on top of what he's doing in the hospital with the, I wouldn't be surprised if he's stealing medical supplies so he can go and be doing this to people outside. 
Um, Basira only completed his medical training in anesthesia two months ago, raised concerns after hospital staff became worried about the amount of drugs he was giving to his patients. Um, so fitted secret camera to see what he was up to before a C-section surgery on a woman due for delivery. What they found on the video footage horrified them. Baziria was seen sexually assaulting the woman by putting his penis in her mouth as other doctors performing the C-section on her just a few meters away on the other side of the surgical curtain. In the video, the patient is lying on the hospital bed unconscious. On the left side of the sheet, the hospital surgical team... um, was it the hospital's surgical team is performing the cesarean section. Meanwhile, on the right side of the sheet, Giovanni can be seen unzipping his pants, pulling his penis out and inserting it into the pregnant woman's mouth. When he's done, he wipes the patient's mouth with a tissue to erase evidence of the crime. Wow. The alleged assault, which took place on Sunday, reportedly went on for 10 minutes after Bazira waited for the woman's companion to leave the room with the newborn child. Oh, and then they've put here, watch the video clip below, you fucking idiots. Um, another victim's husband says Bazira asked him to leave the operating theatre. According to the local news outlet Globo, the husband of one of the anaesthetist victims said he was taken out of the operating room by Bazira during the birth of his son. The guy who gives the anaesthesia told me to leave halfway through. I haven't even seen the child and my wife had already slept, said the husband who recognised the doctor after seeing his face. Um... Uh, was it after seeing was it um after seeing his face on the television? Another family of an alleged victim of Giovanni also approached the authorities to report the health professional. The woman's daughter delivered with Giovanni as an anaesthetist on the sixth of July. In two months, think of how many victims this motherfucker has had. This disgusting prick, this piece of shit. The Health Foundation of the State of Rio de Janeiro um, and the Secretary of State of Health. Um, for health, released the following statement. We inform you that an internal investigation will be open to take administrative measures. The hospital, uh, uh, hospital Dalmuher um, team is providing full support to the victim and her family. This behavior constitutes a crime which must be punished in accordance with the legislation in force. The statement continued, police are investigating whether the anesthetist had other victims and praised hospital workers for noticing his odd behavior. If convicted of the charge, Brazira faces from eight to 15 years in prison. I hope that's per victim. Um, Yeah, I hope that's per victim because I think that he should sleep. While prisons are still a thing, let him sleep in there for the rest of his days. Um, Because God, you vile disgusting piece of shit wow that's that that's all i got that's all i got and i'm sure this episode also is very long i talk a lot for somebody who is literally alone in a room a closed room for however long i talk way too much but yeah that's that for this week's episode i needed to get all of these subjects in there if you you can imagine Ideally, I would whittle down the subjects and choose the most important ones and be like, oh, this is what I'm going to speak about this week. But I feel like I needed to say all of these things, especially because I don't I'm not really on socials like that. I don't really want to be on there. And I still have all my opinions and views about all of these things. So where else to share it than on my platform? Bernie Eccleston, if you're listening to this, I don't like you at all. I think you're just um, a disgusting human being. But you see that 400 million pounds, yeah? If you're looking for somewhere to hide it and hide it well, I've got some servers that I need to buy. 
So holler at man. But that's that. That's it for this week's episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right. Suck your mum. I've been Kalechi Okafor. I hope that that last bit of the pod wasn't too, too heavy for you. But I've been Kalechi Okafor, like I said. Um, you can follow me on at Kalechi Okafor at Say Your Mind Pod. You can support the show on patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor. Um, and yeah, you can get your tickets for the live show from the Sadler's Wells website. And yeah, the affirmation cards, if you figure out the date, then you know what date to be expecting them. But you've still got a while yet. Um, yeah, and I guess, I guess that's it. Yeah. Anyway, catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Punani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sipping yo. Hard time scrolling for your long drawers. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.